Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time zone you're in, and welcome to episode six of From Bob's Office. Today is Thursday, October 24th, and it is 11.29 in the morning. I'm Jacob Bomber. I'm Jake Mathis. And the next voice you'll hear is Jesse Smith. He is a staple in the Los, Al- commu- Los Alamitos, nope, Los, <laughs> Los Alamitos community. Is. There it is. One of these um, He has been doing camp for as long as he could. I'm pretty sure he was born there at one point. Not one point. I'm pretty sure <laughs> he was born there. Born? <laughs> well, he could have been baptized. Um, he is a coach of men both on the field and off the field, and he devotes his time to making players become better. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. That was a good line, Jake. That was. Men that's on the field and Yeah, I, the field. I, that's the one I, I like practiced it. in the mirror this morning. I like that one. I, I got that ready last night, and I was like, so who's going to intro? Because I have this really good line. And I'm like, let's just keep this one in my head. That's well done. Well played. That was a good one. Good intro. All right, well, we don't have a weekend to review, so we're just going to jump right into the sports stuff. We are in this room. We are very excited that the Nationals oh, yeah. are absolutely dominating right now. Oh, yeah. So last night... I was a little concerned because Justin Verlander is usually a clutch dude, and well, apparently mean, not in the Garrett World Cole's Series. Also well, I mean, so is Strasburg too, right? Not as much. Strasburg frequently crumbles under pressure. Yeah. In terms of like, if he is getting a lot of the attention, that's when he like reduces. That's why he, it's good for him that he's the second pitcher in Washington. Yeah. Because Scherzer is like the main dog. He's the main so guy. Strasburg doesn't have to have the yeah. the pressure. But Strasburg's playoff stats for his career are insanely good. Yeah. Meanwhile, Justin Verlander has now lost each of the first five World Series Love it. <laughs> starts he's had, which is a miserable legacy. That's like... But still, having five World Series starts, that's pretty I nice. mean, it's great that he gets that far and he gets his team that far, but to have that legacy of him being just like loose. the most yeah. dominant pitcher, him and Kershaw probably the most dominant pitchers of the last 10, 15 years. And both choking playoffs. that bad <laughs> in that situation. It's not great. So... Anyway, yeah, I didn't get to watch most of last night's game. It was two to two, seventh inning, early on, and then we had youth group, so we didn't watch it. And then when I finally turned it back on, it was ten to two, and I was very very happy. All the guys that I wanted to see have big clutch hits have already gotten it so far, so it's been a good World Series. Soto, Rendon, Zimmerman hit the first. Zimmerman's a cool story. Yeah, yeah, and then even Kurt Suzuki, the dude's been around forever. Hit the home run. That, that thing, thing was gone. Was well, and then, flushed. like, Soto's 20 years old. Yeah. He's 20. Insane. He's batting cleanup in, an all, in a World Series. And, and, the, and the whole, like, stare down to the pitchers I thing. love it. Everyone, I love <laughs> everyone it. hates it, and I think it's great. It's just I more of the cool personality. Yeah. Oh, Is this man. his rookie year? Or Did you hear what he said about year. that? No. He right. goes, he goes. every time I'm up there, I envision I'm having a fight with the pitcher. I'm fighting the pitcher. I did see that he said that. I was like, that's great. That's a great line. Like, does is each time he makes that movement, is that on purpose? Do you think, like, every single time he's thinking through that, like, step forward, step back oh, yeah. process? No, it's definitely something he practiced. That's, it's it's, so part, it's part of his routine. It's so unique. Yeah, like how Cole... I've never seen anyone else do that. Like Cole, how he, like, hits... Like, he, like, spins his bat, like, a few times and then goes in. And, yeah, he does, like, a weird name? arm. Who does, who does the arm up? When he looks in, when he looks in t- for the sign from the catcher, he throws his arm know. up. I don't remember. Oh man! Uh, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's just part of their routine. That's I love so it. So funny. So yeah, we're really excited that the Nationals are up 2-0 now. Yeah, um, and then the the pitchers for tonight's kind of a toss up. Tomorrow, well, yeah. So or tomorrow, yeah. 
Would you have gone with Sanchez or would you have gone with Corbin? Even though Corbin pitched I would have gone with Corbin. in game one, he came in and pitched an inning in I game one. I still would have gone with Corbin. Because he's like 10-2 and two at home yeah. this year. Oh, man. Yeah. Are they but Sanchez threw a six-inning no-hitter are they in the last Washington? time he was. Yeah, mm-hmm. for the next three games. So they have set themselves up. They're whatever, whoever they want to pitch, yeah. either one of them. Where do they play? Because Washington, D.C. isn't Washington. It's, shoot, what is that ballpark called? It's called Nash. like the American ballpark. Yeah, something like, like that. I need to go to a game there once. For all the, I've been to D.C. three times and never seen the ballpark. Well, it's called Nationals Park. Oh, it's not, uh, yeah, because the old, I want to say the, when they were the Senators, they played at what used to be RFK. Oh, it is in, I didn't expect it to be in Washington, D.C., but it is. I expected it to be like in Maryland or in the closer. It rocks. It's like the fans go nuts. They, the fact that. I've seen it. I've seen the stadium. I've never been to a game. When you said it rocks, it makes me think that there's like some sort of structure issue where it keeps moving. That's a good thing. Uh, yeah, you want buildings to be unstable. Yeah, well, not here, super yes. unstable, but here, yes. There, I don't know. They got hurricanes. True. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. So yeah. So what do we think the rest of the series is gonna look like? Jake called sweep. Yeah, it's gonna be a sweep. I don't think Garrett it's gonna Cole, be a sweep. Garrett Cole comes right back home to I Anaheim. Think, I think the Astros are gonna make it interesting. I, their hitting is so good. Like the, the, Scherzer having to have 112 pitches to get through five innings. Yeah. And Strasburg was like 114 through six innings last night. Scherzer has a couple really good out pitches that the Astros just don't swing at. I know. Like I watched a lot of the start of game one, and Scherzer would get 0-2 count, 1-2 count. And throw that pitch that he gets a little dirty. All the and time. No and one's swinging at it. never swing at it. Michael Brantley is the most impressive hitter I've seen all postseason. Just because he's so good at patient, and wherever the pitch is, he hits it, and it's crazy. I think they're going to make it interesting, but my my prediction, I think think the Nationals are going to win five or six. Win in five or six. Because the problem is the Astros have only all postseason gone Verlander, Cole, Granke. Yep, Verlander, Cole, Granke. Yep. So Granke tomorrow night. No, Peacock played. But not started. Not like that. I don't know. It's only been those three that have started every single game. Oh, man. So Verlander came in on three days against the Rays and got destroyed. Mm -hmm. So if he pitches game four, which is Saturday. Well, wouldn't Cole play? That's three days. Or wouldn't Cole pitch? I guess that's Well, okay. So Cole would be on three days rest. Verlander would be on three days rest. They both would be. And so I might trust Cole in that, though I haven't. I don't remember what his history is with that. But Verlander has shown that this is not good. Yeah. So I think I think I'm well I'm hoping Nationals in five or six. Yeah. I think well, the Astros I'm five. If it goes back to Houston for game six, yeah. I'm not a fan of that. I think the Astros get one. At least one. Who's gonna be World Series MVP? Right now? Yeah. Well it's Soto. That's what I was gonna say. It's right Soto. now it's Soto. He's he's a lot of fun to watch. I mean, I, even Zimmerman, though. Zimmerman's got clutch RBIs, but yeah. Zimmerman's going to have to hit a couple more home runs for, for him to win it. That'd be sweet if he wins that first World Series. I think he's been around. For those that don't know, Zimmerman went to the University of Virginia, yeah. so that's local. Yeah. Was the first draft pick by ever. the Nationals ever, ever. in oh, 2004. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh, made he's his, been playing so long. Made his major league debut in 2006. Yep. Got a home run in his first I game. Think he, I think like he homered that. in his first game. Oh, man. And yeah. then he homered in his first ever World, World Series, Series game. Yeah. He's. And they they have so much momentum right now from sweeping the Cardinals. How old is he? He's 30. I mean, if he graduated in 04, Ryan. Right. So if he graduated in 04, he's probably 21 or 22. So 15 years later, 36, 37. 36, 37. 35. There you go. So anyway, it's exciting. By Tuesday, we'll know because unless – would game seven be Tuesday? Game three tomorrow, four or five off day. So game six would be Tuesday. Tuesday. All right. So we might not know. So when is the sports equinox then? Yesterday. I mean, the first one would have been on Tuesday. Oh. We missed the real one. Jake Jake liked the idea, so the sports well, equinox. Well, no, it can't be on Tuesday because yeah. football doesn't play. Oh, you're right. So it well, has to be tonight. on Sunday. Yeah. If it if there's a game even Sunday. That's all we the need. sports, we all need major sports play on the same day. Yeah. 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 He tried to say it happened. A week it did, and a half but ago. it was a no, pre. It was he's like, it's preseason. I'm like, it's still doesn't count. Doesn't still count. playing in the in the official. No, because then you could you know, you count like when the CFL or AFL plays, and that that counts as pro football playing. No, because that's not us. It's American. Okay, so during spring training that counts. No, there's no football during spring training. It's forehead. <laughs> anyway, Sunday would be the equinox if. This series goes five games. If the series goes five games. So let's hope for that. That's pretty cool. I want it to happen. Yeah. Tune in Tuesday to Tuesday. hear our reactions out. to that. Um, on to basketball. Tuesday night was rough. It was all right. You picked the Clippers, didn't you? No, I didn't. Why would I ever? No. I would <laughs> never. Right. Didn't Didn't we talk about the possibility of that happening? I don't what? even know. Or we talked about how bad it would be if the Clippers won because they didn't have Paul George. Yeah. And yet here um, we are. I don't think it was a bad showing for us, though. It was terrible. But it was also the first game of the season. Kind of get the jitters out. Oh, yeah. Did Kyrie Irving have jitters last night? Um, Kyrie Irving, uh, I mean, probably not. Were they Probably home? not. He had 50 points. Was no, he, he definitely home? didn't. It was the most points ever in a season debut. It was the most points ever in a Nets debut. It was at home. He That's had 50 why. Points. That's we weren't home. home. We were at home. No, we weren't. We were at 18 points. It was Clippers. It was in L.A. It was Los Angeles at Clippers. That's not Los Angeles. Clippers are Los Angeles. Kind of. They're like kind the of. B list. I, I found out a thing that was interesting to me that um, the like B teams are all like for Los Angeles are both abbreviated LAC because LA Chargers and LA Clippers. Yeah, that so that's was, pretty funny to me. I hate that. Very C list of them. Cody, the other night we were watching part of the Pelicans game and the Pelicans are abbreviated NOP. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, their abbreviations, nope. nope. That's rough. Nope. It's like, oh, I didn't really think of that before, but yeah, you're right. So, yeah, no, that whole game, granted, I watched it late because we had youth group, and I got home, and I missed. So both games were on TNT because it was opening night, so the first game was Pelicans and Raptors. Raptors, yes. yeah. And then the game goes to freaking overtime. So TNT, obviously, because they have to they have stay to. on that yeah. game. So by the time they get to the Lakers-Clippers game, it was like six minutes left in the first quarter. I was like, sick. Opening game of the season, and we don't even get to watch the first six minutes. That's upsetting. So that was dumb. Anyway. I still think that we're going to do fine. I, I mean, yeah. It's we a play the season, Jazz tomorrow. But 
Do we play the jazz tomorrow? Yes. Oh, you're still skipping over. We have to we have to analyze this game a little bit more because I'm actually really upset about it. Because <laughs> do you do you know what LeBron's stat line was? Uh, I'm pretty sure he had about 18 points. He had 18 points. I think nine rebounds and eight assists, which is fine, rebounds and assists wise. But LeBron can't be getting just 18 points. No. That's that's not acceptable. On seven of 19 shooting, one for five from three. I was watching that game, and LeBron one made from, one three. One of five from three. Yeah, he made one three. And it might have been, I think it was the first three he took. Maybe it was the second one. But he clearly had no intention of shooting outside. And the couple of times he did, it looked terrible. But the Clippers still kept putting pressure on him up above the arc. And he kept just driving past them and either finishing or dishing it off, which is what he obviously does best. Yeah, if know. I'm ever guarding LeBron, I'm staying five feet off and just, just shoot it. If you're going to be the one that if takes get 40 hot, shots. If you get hot, you get hot. Yeah. We'll change it up. But, yeah. like, 7 for 19 doesn't scare me. Anthony Davis was, like, 3 for 11 in the second half. Yeah. He went 8 for 21. Anthony Davis should not be shooting 8 for 21. He was 0 for 2 from 3. Why eight are you shooting 3s? It's the first game of the season. Why are you shooting 3-pointers? But he did go 25-9-5, which, I mean, it's not terrible. 25 points on 21 shots isn't super great for a 7-footer. You know, yeah. Considering he um, got to the free throw line 14 times. He I had three turnovers. LeBron had five turnovers. Our best player, Danny Green. <laughs> yeah. Why is our shooting guard <laughs> a Danny Green? Danny Green is <laughs> no. I'm like I'm okay with Danny Green as a player. It's fine. He's not like a max level player or anything. He's not a game changer. But without him, we would have lost by like 25 on Tuesday. He went 10 for 14. Was seven for nine from three. Like he got that, hot. That's pretty good. Quarter. Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah, hot. Finished 28-7. But on a team with LeBron and Anthony Davis, Danny Green is not allowed to be the best player on any given night. No. That is not okay. No. All the while, Contavious Caldwell-Pope. Should not be on the team. Uh, did you I, see his stat line? No, what is it? Here's his stat line. 27 minutes. Okay. Zero points. Oh, gosh. Zero from three for the field. Oh, man. Three rebounds, three assists, one turnover. That's terrible. Five fouls. Five fouls? Good. I would rather have we played Antelopo whatever than him. Antetokounmpo. Yes. Giannis. Well, we well, have Costas. We have his brother we Costas. We should have played Caruso over him. Play. Caruso wasn't even in the... He's, um, he he said the coach's decision not to yeah. play. DNPCD? Yes. The supposed second most athletic player on our team. Should have been on the field. Or even... I would have even put Norville over on him. On the field? Uh, he wasn't active. Was he even active? I think they were all active. They just Jared, like, why is Jared Dudley playing for 13 minutes? That upsets me too. He is. There's no reason for Dudley. I, just, uh, I mean, he I went like two this for is two. Going, like, I right over my head. Wait, he went <laughs> two for two for field thing. goals and two for two for three pointers. <laughs> I know, but he, he has a and perfect zero in everything else. Yeah, but he Nothing has a, he has a perfect stat line for shooting. He didn't right have now. a rebound. He didn't have an assist. He didn't. I, he stood behind the arc. I don't. That's annoying. Quinn Cook two for seven. <laughs> Troy Daniels. I two expected for more six. from Quinn Cook. Dwight Howard nineteen minutes only took three shots. He's more he of a defensive player now. Oh really? How many rebounds and blocks did he have? Uh, not rebounds, six rebounds. Steals. No steals, one block. I, mean, I need more production than that. Okay, but well, I don't expect it. So it's game one. JaVel McGee's our main center. Our boy JaVel. Yeah, 17 minutes. If he's the main center, how come and Dwight Howard played more than minutes. he did? Uh, you know, he's coming off of a, a He didn't cold. even have any fouls. <laughs> McGee's 17 minutes, four points, two rebounds. That's it. Maybe he wasn't feeling good. I don't know, man. Uh, that's... This is why I'm annoyed with our team. 
Because LeBron just brings in all these random people, and then they don't perform, and then everyone goes, what happened? I mean, we'll still win 50 games, but it's frustrating. At least. Yeah. I mean, at least we don't know who's going to win the NBA Finals this It's just year. frustrating. I spent that whole game watching going, I'd much rather have Kawhi Leonard. There's no yeah, – Then who? 100% of the time. Then LeBron. Oh, no. 100%. I'm happy with LeBron. Kawhi's stat line, 31 minutes, 30 points, 10 of 19 shooting, 9 of 10 from the free throw line, 6 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals, a block. Yeah. Well, Kawhi's a different kind of animal. And exactly. I want him. carrying more of the team on him right now, and I feel like when Paul George comes back, it's going to be lesser than 30 points a game. Okay. They, he had 30. Lou Williams, 21. Montrose they might, Harrell, Lou Williams. Michael Green, 12. Lou Williams is like 30 a game. Yeah. Lou Paul Williams George is like back-to-back-to-back. Sixth man of the year yeah, finalist. Yeah, so Kawhi doesn't Lou have to Williams carry because like Lou Williams shows people. up and just scores all the points. I remember when he was a Laker. And then we... It's frustrating. It's frustrating. Anyway, so that's enough fine. about that game. Bounce back against the Jazz. Because um, I can't name a single player on the Jazz. What? Donovan Mitchell. I thought that he was on the Suns. No, that's... DeAndre um, Ayton. No, I'm thinking Rubio. of... Devin uh, Booker. Devin Booker. Devin Booker's good, man. Yeah. He's great. Um, I forgot that Rubio was on the Suns, which is exciting because he's on my fantasy team. And I'm playing fantasy that, basketball. Yeah, oh, one man, of my that's a long season. <laughs> it's like and playing fantasy baseball. A couple of my former students made a league, except the the guy who the one who's like the commissioner of it. He didn't really pay attention to the settings for scoring points. Oh man! So you get one point per point scored, which is normal. <laughs> yeah. But you only get one point per rebound, one point per assist, one point per steal, one point per block. Usually you get two points for those so that yeah. like, the value evens out. Because now it's all just like it's, it's so focused on points. You get minus one for a turnover. So all of like that's one oh, two. Oh, man. But that's normal. Yeah. And then but with not getting the two points for all those other things, that one turnover is going to really be messes huge. you up. So, and usually what happens is like three pointers are usually worth like one point. Yeah. So that shooters who only do that like they get a little bit more um <laughs> but then what it's you get a point for a field goal made which okay. is weird so if you make a two-point shot you get a point for making the field goal and two points for making the shot you also get a point for a free throw made so making a free throw is actually worth two points except what you it also has that you lose a point for every field goal attempted. Oh, so bad. Man. Every field goal attempted. Not missed. Attempted. So you lose a point for if he attempts a so, field goal? So every shot attempt cancels out. Whether he oh, makes it or not, it's useless. <laughs> That's so But weird. say you have, I don't know, Mike Conley, which I do. And Mike Conley, who's normally a really good point guard and averages like 15 to 18 points and 8 to 10 assists and a yeah. couple steals. Say your starting point guard only scores five points, and he goes one for 16 from oh, the field. Oh, man. man. He had negative seven points last night. Yeah. They, I was um, like, this oh. is miserable. Can he fix it? He tried. Like, we were doing the draft on Monday, and I was like, did you look at the settings? He was like, oh. I was like, are you going to fix it? He's like, I can't. I said, what do you mean you can't? Yeah. Like, it's not letting me change it. I was like. Oh, so your entire interesting season, season, all your players, so you're just going to win games in the negative. Well, no, I mean, it's not going to be that bad, but it's like you just shore up on people who score a lot of points and have high field goal percentages. So you really just need Kyrie. That's it. That's it. 
I mean, Kyrie's field goal percentage isn't generally super high. He scored 50 points last night. I, yeah, okay, but, but historically, <laughs> it's not like that's not. Can I find that? Or is that? Which I mean, for as good as Kyrie did last night, he had a shot to win the game in overtime and missed it. Oh, the one that he like bounced off the ground and yeah, stuff. Yeah, if that would have made it, that would have been insane. It would have been quite an end to the evening he had, but. Or his shooting numbers. I'm almost there. Carl Anthony Towns had a good game. Kyrie was 17 for 33, which is good. Yeah. But it's like, okay, 50-point night, minus 16 for the shots missed. Shots missed. It's already down to 34. But Isn't he had eight Derek rebounds, Rose seven assists. On the Timberwolves? He is. How do no, you do? he's on the Pistons now. Oh. Pistons. Yeah. Well, that sucks. <laughs> they got Blake Griffin. Yeah. They got Andre Drummond. Like oh, Andre Drummond actually had a really good game. I love Andre Drummond. Did he put up like 30 points? Did they? I think so. I Between 25 and 30. really pay attention to the, how the Pistons actually did. I, I, I was worried about my boy Doncic and Dallas winning by 10 last night. ESPN like shares like little pictures of the people with their stat lines, and that was the one I remembered because I think it was the first one. And I kept scrolling. Oh, yeah, because they beat the Pacers. You know who had 30 points for Detroit? Neither of you know who this is. Luke Kennard. He oh, used to wow. play for Duke. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> he's, he's just like a small outside shooter who never does anything, but he had 30 points 30 last points. night. And Open that was game. impressive. Oh, yeah. Drummond had 32 points and 23 rebounds. That, whoa, go. wait. Good 23 rebounds? Let's go. That is insane. That's a big game. That's a 20 for 20. I'm seeing him. It's a 30-20. Well, you know. T- yeah. You're seeing him where? I'm seeing if he, I'm not going to oh. see him. I wish I were meeting him. I was like, I'll go to a basketball game. And he had four blocks and three steals. That's that's a big guy. Not Dwight Howard. Give me a break. I want oh, Andre Drummond. Man. Okay, well, how are we going to get that? Uh, I want Trade LeBron. Trade LeBron for Andre Drummond. I feel like they would Straight accept up? that, but I wouldn't <laughs> no. do Straight that. up trade? Oh, man. Trade LeBron for Andre Drummond, Thon Maker, and Derrick Rose. I don't want Derrick Rose. All right. I don't want LeBron, so we're even. We'll see how this season goes, but L.A. might be the place that they are the two go favored to, to win. They're the two. They're the two teams favored to win. But L.A. is just a place people go to die, man. I don't know. I think Philip Rivers. Well, I Albert Pujols, Josh Hamilton. I forgot Josh. Any pitcher on the Angels? <laughs> Literally, <laughs> the only place that's not going to ever die. So is Anaheim Trout. is the place you come to die. You come here, hang out, go. Well, there's still Los times. Angeles. I well, kind the of. The Lakers sucked last year with LeBron. That's because LeBron only played 33 games. That's or true. Something. But like I said, we'll see how the season goes. I yeah. think two season, two bad seasons in LA. That dude's out. I feel he's like what, LeBron. Year, he's only signed a three-year contract, right? I think. Or is it five? It's four. Four? I don't think LeBron is going to have two back-to-back bad seasons. So. From well, he hit, was never hurt until last year. It's different. I think he's going to be fine. He's getting oh, old, oh, though. You? I think he's going to put up like 50 Do- Dr. at least Mathis twice. Dr. Mathis proclaims that LeBron yeah, you know, will be perfect. With my, my immense history of sports injuries and knowing how to treat them, I think that today is a better <laughs> time for any. Yeah, between injury. the two of you, you know a lot about the, how the human body can fall apart and heal. Yeah. <laughs> I think we've exhausted baseball and basketball. On a football. On a football. Jake's really excited about tonight's game. Uh, I don't even know. Oh, who's playing. man. Who's playing? Come on. We just oh, yeah, talked yeah. about Redskins, it. Redskins, Vikings. Redskins, Kirk Cousins. Vikings. 
Kirk Cousins' um, time to shine, apparently. Okay, I heard you talking some smack on him on Tuesday with Cody's podcast. So I'm here to defend him. What does that look like? Yeah. The dude's thrown for 1,700 yards. He's thrown for, what, 13 touchdowns and only three interceptions this year? It's a pretty good ratio. That is a pretty dang good stat. Yeah, he's throwing to Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs. But, I mean, that stat line right there, yeah. He's 132 for 189. Good completion. uh, 17, 12 yards, 13 touchdowns, three interceptions. They also have Dalvin Cook, who ran for 725 yards and eight touchdowns. Redskins, I'm sorry. It's not looking good. I mean, good. they're going to win this game, but I mean, it's not going to be a game I watch, probably. <laughs> what, what else are you doing tonight? You uh, don't want to watch it just to see him lose? Okay, Minnesota's I mean, favorite. In October, Kirk Cousins has a 75% completion percentage. In his career or this month? In just, October. Just this month. Yeah, just okay. this month, I think. How much do you think Minnesota's favored by? Uh, it's 16 and a half. Oh, you saw it. I, I watched it. Yeah. On my list, it's 15 um, and a half, which means it started at 15 and a half, and then people kept betting on Washington, so that means they had to move it up again. To 16. They, that's a lot of points. That Kirk Cousins points. is 14th for yards this season so far. He has a 67% completion percentage his entire career. He's thrown for 22,000 yards, 142 touchdowns, only 68 interceptions. Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston have more yards than him this year. <laughs> That's well, Jameis because Jameis Winston had 500 against the Rams. Well, and because the uh, – you said who? Jameis Winston and who? Uh, Jameis Winston and Andy Dalton. Yeah, they're always in the behind, so they have to throw. They're not going to be passing. I guarantee his their attempts are through the roof. I have not seen that. Winston, Winston, has, Winston, Winston has 30 more attempts than Cousins. Yeah, that's an entire and game. And Dalton has 100 more attempts. There oh, it geez. is, right there. So, uh, Kirk Cousins. With, with Dalton's 8 touchdowns, 8 picks. Winston's 12 touchdowns, 10 picks. Because I've never seen Kirk Cousins be – he's not a bad quarterback. He's not in that lowest tier of quarterbacks that you were talking about last yeah. week or on Tuesday. He's had mediocre seasons, not good seasons, but he's never been a he's never had like a bad season. Dude, I've you know what Jacoby Brissett's touchdown interception ratio it's is? It's crazy. It's fourteen to three. Yeah. It's crazy. Man. That's why they're gonna win the division. He's a sleeper. I think he's the best quarterback in that division, which is hard to say. You think Jacoby Brissett is better than Deshaun Watson? Right now. You're yes. crazy. You're crazy. I think Deshaun Watson's a great Look at the offensive back, line. Though. Yeah, the Colts' too. offensive if, line is ridiculous. They have Quentin Nelson. If you were to give Deshaun Watson a good line, he could probably be a top five quarterback. But so because then you that's just it. counteracted exactly. your argument. So he's a top five quarterback. He's better than Jacoby Brissett, but because of his line, and he gets hit. What he gets hit like six times a game, seven times. And a he game. still has a hundred four rating to Brissett's one hundred one. Yeah, he still averages two hundred seventy eight yards and has a. 13 I mean that game last week five ratio. But four touchdowns, one rushing, yeah. four passing, one rushing. What did they play last week? Oh, I can't remember. Indy. Didn't Indy beat them? Wasn't it against Indy? Yeah, it was. They smoked them. No. No. It no, was, no. no. Indy won It was the week now. before. It was the week before. Oh, was it? Yeah, but. I'm on it. Tonight's, tonight's going to be rough. 
Yeah, I, I don't think it's. So we're all picking Minnesota, right? I think Minnesota wins yeah, by Washington twenty. Washington is. I think Minnesota wins by hot twenty. Garbage. I I don't know how many what quarterbacks they played this year. Like three, three. I don't know what can save Dwayne. I wonder Dwayne Haskins, Haskins through is pick. starting tonight. Uh, uh, it's probably going to be. They'll Keenum. probably still start. They'll probably still start. Keenum. Wait, they fire their quarterback or no, their quarterback. They the fire quarterback. their head coach. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe they'll flip around. I don't think they will, but... The last four games, they've scored 3, 7, 17, and 0. Oh, that's terrible. And now they have to go against Minnesota's defense in Minnesota. Good luck. Tickets are only $65 for that game. How much that's are... That's kind of high. Rams-Ravens are only like $45, and it's a Monday night. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, jeez. The money will... line is 1500 When's $1, that? The over-under is the 42 Monday before Thanksgiving. Hmm. Yeah, because the Redskins aren't going to score. I know, but that's... that's the Vikings that's, have to win like 32 to 10 to yeah. get to the 42. That's a lot. I don't think there's motivation there to get that many points. Washington? No, like I don't think Washington will score more than 10. No, I but don't I don't think, think so. Minnesota will have a reason to score more than 30. I think they win by 20. I don't think they're going to win by... Win by 20, that'd be crazy. I think they're going to win by 20. They, but they don't have Thielen playing tonight. Mm, so maybe they win by 16. Then. They don't need him. Stephon Diggs. Diggs is pretty great. Maybe this will be the game that Kyle Rudolph finally looks good again. I met he had him. a touchdown last Can week. I tell you guys I that? No. I met him at a wedding. Wait, maybe I did. You might have mentioned He's that pretty though. cool. He's a mammoth human being. Yeah. Dude, all the tight ends these days are all, all freaking my height and 100 pounds more than me. He's like asking me questions about like where I was playing at the time. and like I do remember that. He's being a cool guy. Did you ask him? Be like, so where are you playing? Are oh, you wait. I was, like, I was like, oh, how's the off season going? He goes, good. You know, get back into strength training, and we're not really doing anything on the field right now. We're getting back in. I'm like, dude, this guy's the coolest guy ever. If only like more athletes were just that. I know. Currently, yeah. Oh well. Bengals at Rams. Uh, that's not <laughs> Bengals. <laughs> I'm just gonna laugh. <laughs> I'm just gonna laugh. That's a I'm based Bengals on how we've been. I've been playing, a Red though. Rifle fan, man. I've been a Red Rifle fan. He played at TCU. But it's not looking good for him. Um, have the Bengals won yet? No. No. Oh, man. I think they should just trade AJ Green. Yeah, they did. They had one. Yeah, they did. One it's win. Washington and Miami who don't have wins. Yeah. So no, Washington, Washington's one win. Yeah, Washington has a win. One I think six. Miami's only one win. No, I think Bengals have won a game. It's Miami's 0-6, 0-7. Looking at the standings. And they've already had their bye, so it's... <laughs> oh, Washington beat Miami. Just kidding. Yeah. No, it's Miami and who else is bad? There's somebody. Bengals. Else. Bengals don't have a win. Bang- Bengals don't. Yeah, nope. it is Bengals. It is Bengals. Dolphins. And they play each other week 16. Let's go. <laughs> Low scoring game in history. I can't wait. It's gonna be a two point game. But like, because we were watching, we were watching on Sunday, and Bengals we, are so it was like I think Cody, Cody or Kyle asked, what happens if they both go winless? Who gets the number one pick? I was like, but they can't because they play each other. Well, they I know. Tie, well, that was before oh, we yeah, found out. They that they what if they tie at 0-0? Oh, man. Whoever had the least amount of points, probably. Least amount I of points. I don't think it can go to points. I think it's just a record thing, and then it's a coin flip. You think it's a coin oh, flip? Man. I think so. It's never happened. <laughs> I, man, I really want I can't believe that's never happened. 14 meeting week 16 in Miami, so at least Miami has... They'd have, like, A.J. Green as their quarterback at that point. Like, yeah. 
They're no, I didn't even think different. It, dude, if I was AJ Green, I'm not coming back this season. I think they should just trade. Why, him. Like, okay. why would you come back to play on this team? Yeah. So Miami plays Pittsburgh. Loss. The Jets. Oh, right. That's so that's iffy. I think they'll still probably lose it though. So Jets is iffy. Yeah. Colts, Bills. Loss, loss. Browns. Okay, another toss up. Where's no, it? I think Where, where's Browns, it in Cleveland. Browns, okay. oh, I Browns, think Browns win that. definitely win that then. Home against the Eagles. Eagles should lose to the Eagles. Yeah. And then at the Jets again, then at the Giants, and then home for the Bengals. So there's like five winnable games. Possible for the wins. Yeah. So like that's not as surefire, but the Bengals. Poor Dolphins. I mean, fits magic the though. Fitz Magic's coming back. He's I saw a thing. Starting QB. So I the saw Bengals have the Rams and then bye week. Loss. Ravens. Loss. Raiders. Loss. Steelers. Loss. Jets. Yeah. Browns. Yeah. Patriots. Loss. Dolphins. Browns. Why do they play the Browns twice in the last four weeks? I hate that the schedule does that sometimes. Yeah. So they have the Jets and Browns Wait, twice. Three win. Three three possible wins. Yeah. I don't think I think the Redskins are worse than the Dolphins though. Who, so who, between those three teams, who finishes with the worst record? Who? The Redskins, Bengals, and Dolphins. Bengals. I think it's the, I think it's Redskins. I'll say Dolphins, so we have a <laughs> Bengals, and they're going to take a quarterback out of Oregon. Justin Herbert. Yep. He's I not going to be the number one, though. Play. I think he should be. Nope. I don't think Number one QB is Joe Burrow. He, he is already playing in an NFL season. He it, the team that the team that they're running, the offense they're running is the Saints offense. It's the same exact pro style. Every single play is what the Saints run. So he's already in a pro system in college, and he's going yeah. ballistic. He's he's going crazy. Him and Hertz are putting up insane numbers. But I hate that everyone's like it's those two and two and whatever. Well, now that two was hurt, he's out of it. So yeah, that's fine. I saw but a funny thing where Pat said that he thinks JJ Tua should be t- a right-hander. That what? <laughs> that he should be right-handed as a quarterback, the Tua. Why? Because the way he throw or the way he throws the ball just looks bad. He doesn't have the prettiest release. So uh, like but I don't think Tua is going to be a successful NFL quarterback, no, and I don't either. think Jalen Hurts is going to be a successful NFL quarterback. I think Jalen Hurts will just because of his mindset. Just, that dude's that dude's mental game is off the charts. I don't. His, like I just one. don't. His know if mental he has game is crazy. I see. To get there. I see similarities between these two and Jameis Winston and um, Marcus Mariota, where I just don't see them succeeding. Like Joe Burrow, he's gonna be solid. But like Heisman wise, Jonathan Taylor needs to be in the discussion, JJ, yeah. and no one talks about him ever. No. He I, saw, I called him JJ Taylor earlier. <laughs> Jonathan Taylor. He, he has he has like 18 touchdowns from scrimmage, and yep. the next most is like 14 yep. or 13 for? or something. Wisconsin. Nice. Who freaking lost. Wisconsin was favored by 30 oh, points in that game. I was so irritated in that game. Illinois. I was so irritated. Why would you not? They try to throw the ball on fourth and I two. Run the ball. You have Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Just run the ball. Stupid. And Wisconsin always has a good line. Always Their line is ridiculous. Yeah. Always. Frustrating, but anyway, I want him to have a good season. Um, so the Rams are favored. We think the Rams are going to win. The Rams yeah. are favored by 13. Are they covering? No. I think we are. I think against we are the Bengals. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Nah. 
This is going to be the game where we see Andy Dalton throw 500 yards. No, we got no. He doesn't have. Oh, never mind. Yeah, I was saying never mind. You got Jalen Ramsey now. They don't have AJ Green or John Ross. John Ross hasn't been playing in a while. They I have, that's why they, they I have can't Joe name Mixon. one of their receivers. <laughs> they have Joe Mixon, and it's my fault for drafting him this year. Should not have. have he was have great last year. He was okay it's last year. Now that he's the only offensive weapon, it, it and they sucks. never run the ball because they're always behind, so they have mm-hmm. to throw to catch up. And I just feel bad for their tight end who used to be like one of the best tight ends in the league, and now he's just Eifert? kind of yeah yeah. Now he's just kind of Stanford brush Chief. under the rug. Chiefs at Packers. Packers. <laughs> no Mahomes. We'll see. Doubtful. We'll see. We'll see I mean, how this. They didn't have Mahomes last week, and they still. They yeah, were already were up. Pretty they were already yeah, up. they were up by. I'm pretty sure like two I, touchdowns at the point. I was. What was I doing? I was watching some. Who are they playing? Who? The Chiefs. Pretty sure it was the. It was Denver. I'm pretty sure. On Thursday oh, it was night. Denver. Was it Thursday night? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's I, not impressive. I think Packers still. That's gonna be tough. Where is it at? Um, I think in Green Bay. I keep it's switching. I keep play. switching between tabs. Sunday night. It's, uh, nope, it's in Kansas City. I, f- I still think we got it. I think we close. I game. mean, Green Bay is favored by four and a half. I think because, because of the Mahomes factor. Because yeah, I think because of that, we have an upper hand in throwing the ball. And is this NFC AFC week? Besides the Steelers Dolphins. Because um, I know like, they always try and get them all in the same week. Uh, the Lions are playing the Giants. I didn't know that. Vikings, Redskins. So some games are. Yeah, Seahawks, Falcons. Yeah. Jaguars, Jets. So so maybe not. Not really. Just those two games. Yeah. But yeah, I think Green Bay still gets it. I think we have. You've yet to give a reason. Um, We have a strong defense. We have Aaron Rodgers, and they don't have their quarterback, most likely. Matt Moore has been around, but he hasn't proven himself that he's going to be able to carry a team like that to win. Um, it does help that they have Tyreek Hill back, but I just don't think. I think that will be fine, especially if Devontae Adams comes back, which he's still questionable, but if he comes back, I think it's a sure lock. I think it's going to be, what, six? You said six and a half points? Four and a half. Four and a half? Yeah, that's what I would say. It's going to be a close game. Yeah, I wouldn't mind a close game. It's just that I... I think Packers. I think Packers win because it's at home. Oh wait, no, you said it's at Kansas City. It's in Kansas City. I just still think that. <laughs> that's why I think it's close. <laughs> if it was, if it was in Green Bay, you'd be much more comfortable. It, I'd Green be Bay. much more comfortable saying Packers win. We got two games on the road this coming weeks. They have just so much offensive firepower. Yes, they don't have the quarterback, but all you have to do is get the ball to Tyree killed two or three times a game, and you're solid. He's okay. gonna break one of them. I think Jair. Alexander is going to be all right at covering him, though. Good young corner. I think the Packers mm-hmm. are having a good season, though. I dog you every single year for being a Packers fan, and this is the one year I can't talk. <laughs> we're, I'm, we're having a good year, and I'm very happy with the team, and hopefully I'll see them next week. They're playing Chargers at, in, I almost said San Diego, but in Los Angeles. In L.A. LA. StubHub Center. Yeah. Smallest go. NFL Exactly. I'll, I'll definitely be breathing the same air that Aaron Rodgers is. So we <laughs> we uh, sidebar. My friend Nick. Yeah. Likes going to a bunch of like random stuff. He had season tickets to the L.A. Kiss when they were oh, in the AFL at the Honda Center. Brutal. So he bought tickets to the opening weekend of XFL. 
Oh, that's sick. February 16th. What game? And we're going. The LA, uh, LA Wildcats are playing whoever. You know who uh, you knew the LA Kisses quarterback was? Yeah. Colt Brennan. You remember Colt oh, Brennan? He was a little bit. Well, yeah, from Hawaii. I don't remember what he did after that. Jeez. He had all the yards in Hawaii. 58 touchdowns in a season. Yeah, like that was nuts. Set the ed- well at that time. No, they got beat by. He almost beat Case Keenum's single season. Yeah, between all the quarterbacks at like Tech and yeah uh, Houston, Houston air raid offense. Yeah, it's hard to beat that. Anyway. Case Keenum threw for like twenty two thousand yards They're in college. <laughs> Some of those stats are, yeah, seven thousand five hundred yards in one season. Yeah, I think he's I think he's like two or three thousand ahead of like the next the next guy, season. the next closest guy. No one's ever gonna catch that. Yeah. Good for you, Case Keenum. You have to win at some point <laughs> in your life, right? I Not was now. fine when we had him when he, when we didn't have him. Dolphins and Steelers, last one. Oh. Last one we're talking. Well, you guys know where I'm picking. Yeah, I'm going but Steelers because I played the Steelers defense because I saw they were playing the Dolphins. I'm like, yep. Steelers defense is actually the like the number two scoring defense in really? the uh, NFL for what? turnovers. So those I, are like different stats. I know. Slightly. <laughs> what? Anyway, I still, I'm, I'm biased. Who's the quarterback for the Steelers? Yeah. So Mason Rudolph has been practicing this week. And he's supposedly, Tom, when I listened to an interview yesterday, Tom once said he's cleared protocol. So I don't know if he's playing, but Devlin Hodges. Oh, yeah, duck. He hasn't lost a game. <laughs> he's played two. Hasn't lost a game. <laughs> but. Were they 0-4 before? Yeah. Because they're 2-4. Yeah. He started the season bad. So we'll see. Well, they're, okay. They lost. Mason, I think Mason Rudolph is good. I don't think he's great. He's coming into his own. He was doing well, and then he got knocked out. He got knocked unconscious. out. Heck out. So we'll see. I'm still I'm biased towards the Steelers. It's in Pittsburgh, a Monday night football. Steelers usually play pretty well on Monday night football when it's at home. 14-point favorites. Yeah, I'm going Steelers. Got to get Juju Smith ball more. I'm Seriously. playing him. I feel so like I he hasn't done so. I feel like he's not had – he just hasn't been in the news for, like, no. doing No. I mean, they just – their offense is – last week, James Conner went off. He only has 340 yards. Last week, James Conner went off. They run the ball a lot. Two touchdowns. 340 yards, two touchdowns. That's one of the top ten receivers in the league. Yep. That's mm. miserable. It's because we don't throw the ball Would anymore. You, Juju being top ten? Probably. You're crazy. I think Juju's top 15. You can I name You good. can name ten receivers for sure better than Juju Smith. You can try. Let me try. Let's go. Let's go. See him. Adam Thielen. That's not my number one, by the way. I'm just saying. <laughs> the fact that you didn't start with Devontae Adams really Devontae screwed Adams, me up. Julio. Um. Let's go with. <laughs> That's three. Uh, DJ Clark from our. You Shark are not DJ Clark. DJ DJ Chark from Chark. Jacksonville. Oh, Chark. Yep. He's you think better. he's better no. than he's Juju Smith? Better. No, that's not. Gosh. That's not right the point. now. Yes. Oh my gosh. Right now, yes. And then oh, I can't. That's, don't even no, say your that. You lost there. You listed DJ Chark before you said Odell or Jarvis. I was getting there. I you did not getting say there. this was in a list. Those have to be the ones that come to mind first. Odell is better than Juju. 
If Jarvis was you a don't, true no, number one I, on a I different mean, team, I think I, Juju's like eight. I love Jarvis, yeah. so I put him higher. But I think if I, Jarvis was a true number one on a different team. And you didn't say DeAndre I Hopkins. I was on my way. DeAndre Hopkins you said, has to be like number three. You said Thielen. You said any of those I guys. thought of my teams first. Your Vikings? You thought of a let's, no. Let's I just, thought of let's no. Remember you, this in history. You commented that in on listing the no. best receivers in the league. You listed Thielen. You Thielen. said Thielen's name before you said Devontae. Because Adams we talked about him earlier today. You you exude irrationally Packers above everything else all the time, and you didn't <laughs> say Devontae, Devontae Adams, Adams hurt right first. Now. But Devontae Adams is significantly better. Oh, Steelers over Dolphins. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's short, a hot take. That's, yeah. I was hoping for a hot take. No hot takes. No, nah, we got – I mean, some of the other – the closest line – dude, every line is at least four points except for Bills and Eagles. Why? Is it at Philadelphia? It's at Buffalo. That's not even going to be a close game. I know, which suggests that if it were in Philadelphia, Philadelphia would be favored. That's, I don't get that. Yeah. Josh Allen's going to slice and dice. I, yeah, that's rough. Because Bears are favored by four against the Chargers. Seahawks favored by seven at Atlanta. Jaguars by five and a half over the Jets. Yeah, everything else is up. So that's crazy. What are we getting? uh, Is there any good college games this week? Get a little hot take on? That's a question I don't have an answer to. No, that's that's (laughs) me. I'm I'm a college college football. Um, Ooh, Auburn LSU. That I mean, how's Auburn this year? LSU's a ten like and a half point not... favorite. Auburn's ranked ninth. LSU's two. Ooh, I'm going dang, ten and a half. Ten and a half. Where points. is it? At it LSU. LSU. Okay, yeah. If it was an Auburn, I am taking ten. Points. Yeah, ten and a half. Yeah, exactly. But at LSU, I could see that. Um, that is the only game this week. Is that the only one between like two? Top 25. Uh, Notre Dame, Michigan. Another Wisconsin, good one. I mean, Ohio. that's always intense. But Michigan is just so bad in big they're, games under I know. Harbaugh. They're terrible. He need, he's like, going to be done. That doesn't make any sense. If they lose another big game this season, they're out. Wisconsin, Iowa, Ohio. Notre Dame, oh, Michigan. Yeah, in Michigan is an even. Wisconsin at Ohio State. Ohio is fair by 14 now. Notre Dame at Michigan is a pick em. Oh, man. I'm definitely taking Notre Dame. It's an even. It's even, so... That'd be pretty. Yeah, but now I'm worried about Wisconsin. Or, like, this will be a bounce-back game, but it's in Ohio. I don't like Ohio State. But Oh, Penn State, Michigan State. That's always a, that's always a tough game. Michigan State's significantly better this year, but... They're 7 or no. <laughs> but... Mich- Penn State's only six... And it's only six-point favorite. Yeah, that's... That's a good... That's a good bet right there. Texas at TCU. Yeah, TCU's not good this year. Then have a quarterback. How about Appalachian State? It's ranked 21, baby. I, Let's go. I have literally never heard of that school. <laughs> They're the school that beat the Michigan, Michigan when they 12 were years ago or like number two or number three in the nation. Yeah. Wisconsin, Ohio State's going to be a good game. Where is Wake Forest? North, uh, Carolina. North Carolina. I always think of Wake Forest. I always think of the place in California. What's it called? Lake Forest. Yep, Lake Forest. I always think of that. I'm like, that's I definitely not Wake big Forest enough for a thing school. Because there's so many North Carolina teams that are really good at so basketball many in teams. North Carolina. Yeah. That it's, it's overwhelming. North Carolina. Duke, Wake Forest. Duke, Wake Forest. I didn't know where Duke was, so that's cool. NC, baby. Dwight, why do you think, why do you think of Durham. any state that they would put one tree hill in North Carolina? <laughs> of any state. The one tree hill's got to be North Carolina. 
the, the fantastic show. I love it. Fantastic. Love I haven't show. seen it. Minus season seven or whatever, and turned into a mob hit thing. Yeah. International. <laughs> that was the weirdest oh, season. Gosh. I was like, like, why is this happening? Why is this happening? Oh well. Don't go play overseas. Yeah, never. <laughs> unless you're but like a, if unless you have you're the bored overseas, <laughs> if you have the opportunity, definitely play slam ball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was incredible. I forgot about that. That was so good. Oh, man. And he hurt himself. Poor Nathan Scott. Poor guy. Anyway. All right. I think we're done there. Yep. But, as always, we're going to stay on the sports theme and, and and get in depth with Jesse about that first. So, as mentioned, you're a Steelers fan. Yep. Why? Uh, dad's side of the family was all born in Pittsburgh. Hmm. So, kind of the, the Smith clan. Started off in Pittsburgh, um, and then moved towards the. Uh, it's actually a pretty crazy story. My fam, my dad's side of the family is actually involved in a Christian cult <laughs> called the local church. Oh boy, this is awesome. Yeah, no, it's kind of crazy. And so <laughs> they uh, they moved across the country, kind of starting different, you know, little churches here and there. And then um, yeah, look it up. I'm just writing it down so I can remember. A little yeah. Bit. No, so they moved across the United States and then ended up here. And they they got to uh, like how many generations back? Just one, just one. My my grandparents. Oh man. So they were in it. So they like, yeah, they were in it. What what was it called? The local church. <laughs> anyway, we'll yeah. get back to that so, later. So anyways, <laughs> um, yeah. So Steelers, Pittsburgh. I'm a Pirates fan, <laughs> not. I'm not a diehard Pirates fan, as most people can can hard, guess can yeah. guess why. Uh, Penguins Kirk. fan. I'm a Sidney Crosby. For I mean, I'm not a huge. I love watching hockey, but I'm not super into it. Um, but been I mean, a Sidney Crosby been, fan. They've been yeah. super fun to watch for the last ten years. So yeah, twelve years. And one year, we, well. you know, Pirates went to the wild card. Didn't end up winning, but it was. That fun. was exciting because they hadn't been successful in a very long time. No, Pirates went to the wild card. Steelers went to the playoffs. I think they won a Super Bowl and Penguins won a Stanley Cup. So it was a good good time to be a Pittsburgh fan. Um, just no basketball team. No, I basketball is just not my really sport. Yeah. I, so, but I love watching March Did you say Madness. It's not a sport. <laughs> No, it's not his. Oh, not, not, not my it's sport. Not a sport. I'm like, no. uh. not my sport. But I love watching March Madness. Yeah. I mean, you can't not like watching March Madness. Even in high school, like at Valley, we always had our we had iPads, yeah. so I had like four games on my. Oh, iPad I just take those one. two days off at of work. Yeah, <laughs> I'm unavailable. I'm on unavailable. Thursday and Friday. Sorry. And I always like sometimes I'll make a bracket. Like I won't know yeah. anything about the teams. I'll just be like, oh, this is my. This I do is that my, too. You know whatever you call it. this is this is the underdog who's gonna yeah. win. This could be the underdog story. Cinderella. I um, predicted when Michigan won because of that. I'm like Michigan I like won. Michigan, yeah. Yeah, Michigan's a cool team. Let's uh, pick them. Yeah. And I was like, oh, <laughs> Mo Wagner went off. Cool. My Rams fan. You know, just because they're close, and <laughs> I can't be a Chargers fan because Chargers <laughs> and Steelers play all the time. Yep. And I. I don't like the way Philip Rivers plays quarterback. He looks disgusting when he throws. Um, but I mean, he's a cool guy. He's a, he's a cool guy. But it's I'm definitely definitely a Rams fan. It close to home football team. Um, but college is mine. And, and I don't have like a uh, USC. I got family on both sides. I went to SC. But for college, for me, and even with sports, it's like 
I don't really have a team. Mm. Like I love the it's game, just the sport. like the like the little intricacies of like like an RPO. Yeah. Why'd you throw it? Oh, because the linebacker took two steps forward, so I'm gonna throw a slant right behind his head. Yeah. Or the linebacker dropped back, so now I'm gonna hand the ball off. Like that's what I like about sports, and that's why I like college. Yeah. Because it's, it's like more. it's a lot of grinding in college. Yeah. So that's I'm a huge college. Uh, Saturdays are all day. So football. what's your favorite like? watching college moment like who who have been your favorite college Ooh. players of all time what's like a distinct memory you have of distinct a distinct distinct memory is watching reggie bush i grew up watching reggie bush play because yeah. i was right when i was old enough to start actually understanding football yeah 2004 2005 matt liner um all those guys at sc lindale white lindale white Dwayne jarrett yep Dwayne Jarrett's catch again in the back of the end zone against Notre Dame goes hands down one of the sickest catches I've ever seen, like in person. The number of years that SC just had just insane quarterbacks throwing dominated. to insane receivers. I mean, they were doing illegal things, but hey. that that aside, <laughs> that aside, they were fun to watch. Because the NCAA is corrupt. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah, they were just mad that they weren't paying them. Right? Yeah. So uh, another cool thing was like. I grew up right down the street from modern day, so when I was a kid, I'd go sit up on my roof, and I could hear Matt Leinert play from the stadium. Like, I could hear, hear Matt Barkley playing. Yeah. You know, I right before I got into high school, Matt Barkley's playing. I hear, Matt Barkley, 25-yard touchdown pass to, well, you know. That's awesome. So, we called, and then I've, been to, I've never been to a pro game, anything, Which besides, crazy. besides, you know, NHL. Or baseball. Yeah. There's only two pro sports I've ever seen live. For being that big of a football fan, I know. I've never been to a pro game. I know. I know. I need definitely need to go to. I mean, one. we discussed how bad San Diego Stadium was for so long. So yeah, I mean that's the closest. That was always that the closest was, yeah. one. But yeah, I mean the college football moments. Going to watch uh, Trayvon Boykin at TCU uh, was when my sister was yeah. going there, and they beat Texas Tech like 82 to. 30 something oh man <laughs> and he was involved in like seven touchdowns yeah so it was like he set the record that day so it was like those little things here and there but definitely biggest biggest memory of of watching college is uh i was heartbroken i cried for two days when um mr vince young decided to uh, run i yeah i i was i was that was rough distraught all we had to do was have I went one to linebacker just watch him the whole time and make sure he didn't run around everywhere because yep. we had the athletes for yep. it. You want to know the saddest thing? What? This is the saddest thing ever. Besides you crying for two days after? No, because I went to bed thinking they won. Oh. Because I went to bed before it was over. Because oh, I had boy. school the next day. Yeah. Because I, I was coming here to go to school the next day and it was like it's already like 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock and I had to go to bed. So I went to bed. I was like, oh yeah, they won. I woke up the next morning and I was stoked. I threw on my Dwayne Jarrett jersey and I was like, let's go. Did you leave the house no. before you found out? No, it wasn't Dwayne Jarrett. I didn't have his jersey yet, but like I was stoked. I had like an SC hat. I put it on. I was like, mom, so excited. They won. She's like, no, they lost. And I, thought she was me- I thought she was messing with me the entire day of school. That's I didn't talk funny, to anyone. Oh, man. I didn't talk to anyone. I was so sad. <laughs> that's 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 my favorite. The other that's the other rough. cool thing in college was like, at I played at Long Beach City, which we'll probably get into a little bit later. But I threw a couple. I didn't know who he was at the time, but I threw a couple of touchdown passes to Juju Smith at practice, 
So a lot of the SC receivers didn't have practice that day, so they came over and were, you know, they they just were trying to get work. Yeah. And we, we were in pre, uh, it was like I was getting, I was on my recruiting trip, and so I went out there and threw some passes, and coach comes and whispers in my ear like, "You just threw a touchdown pass to like a top three round draft pick." I was like, "Who is it?" And he goes, "Juju Smith." I was like, "Juju Smith? <laughs> Who is? No way!" Somebody should have said He's something like, earlier. This, this guy is so nice. He doesn't even look like. Yeah, I couldn't even Jesus. tell. He just looked like a normal dude. Yeah. I mean, he, he cool. was jacked, but yeah. he just was a normal dude. That's, That's pretty cool. Funny. Yeah, well, since we didn't, went down that road, yeah, you've had a lot of experience playing stuff in your life. Yeah. What's that look like? Um, growing up, it was like started playing soccer at three. You know, learned how to ride a bike at two and a half, three. Hopped on my first motorcycle at three. Um, <laughs> what? Yeah. So it was just always growing up doing something. That doesn't seem safe. It came to a point where I was in like fourth or fifth grade, and you know my parents said, "If you want to race, you can race, but you can't play any other sports, but you can still ride." So I was like, "Oh, screw racing! I don't need to go race. I'll just I'll just play three sports a year and then ride during the season, like, and you still do it. You still go as fast as you want racing, but you're." You know, you're just going just by you. yourself, and it's not, it's not crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. So middle school, uh, in middle school, I did four sports. I did track. I ran 800 my seventh grade year. Oh, not man. fun. And then someone didn't remind me that I was white, and I did high jump. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that didn't go well. Oh, try. I mean, it was just fun. <laughs> I mean, I was just messing around. And this is all at Valley. This right? is all at Valley. Okay. Yeah, so I went to Valley, and then uh, high school I just stayed with baseball and and football. Um, I thought I was gonna play football or baseball in college. That's going up until senior year. I thought for sure I was playing baseball. Did travel ball the whole time and focused mainly on what part of the game for like, baseball? Yeah. Um, I played third base my freshman year. Thought I was gonna be playing JV. My sophomore year at third base, and then we got a new coach, and he said, hey, we're going to have you on varsity, but you have to play outfield. So I was like, okay. So then from then on, I mean, I'm rocking a trout jersey. I just played center and right. So I just became that, and then senior year I had to play catcher, and I pitched. So it was kind of – I mean, at Valley, you kind of just bounce around. You kind of bounce around wherever the team needs, and so it was kind of fun just learning different positions. But, yeah, I played football, and – you know, I remember going, I had a football practice, and then I had a travel baseball game, and I'm playing with Josh, who I'm sure will be on the podcast at some, some point. point. Yeah. He's playing right now at LMU, but he was, he's playing shortstop, and I'm playing with a kid in right field who's going to, he was going to Stanford, and I'm playing with a guy who's going to UC Irvine. Those were all on the same travel team? On the same, our travel team was insane. Oh, my gosh. Um, and so it was a different, it's a travel program, so, like, the coach just kind of, picks who plays it's like probably 40 50 kids oh jeez and then he just kind of picks wherever you play that day yeah. so they're in front of a you know college coach and i just came off of <laughs> just came off of a football practice so i go to pitch and oh, man. eight straight go over the catcher over the umpire into the oh, into the backstop eight straight <laughs> and he comes and he's screaming at me he's, and i'm like man this is rough as coach i'm trying to go coach i'm sorry he's like trying you know, F that. You can get your grandma out here and come try better. <laughs> I want you to do it. So I was like, oh, shoot. 
Next pitch, I skip it in. Oh, man. And he's like, well, at least that's a start. <laughs> so, I mean, it was fun. But, yeah, I played uh, I played quarterback at Valley, which was which is a really cool experience. You know, I had a big recruiting day yesterday um, for a lot of the middle school and elementary kids. We invited them to come out and check a practice. And, you know, for me, I in eighth grade, I almost went to Olu oh, well. to go play. That. Yeah, I was going to go just, I mean, no one's recruiting me or anything, but it was just like, hey, you know, obviously Olu's better at sports than Valley is, but yeah. I'm so happy I stayed. It was fun. It was like. What, I mean, what was that decision-making process like? Was it up to you? I mean, my mom kind of just said wherever, you know, it was a thought going into Valley. It's like both my parents were just kind of like, well, you know, I don't know. You can try it out if you want. Like we can, but it came down to like I made like a lot of cool friends yeah. that I wanted to keep playing with. And then the decision was, do I want to play one sport yeah, or do I want well or do I want to play two sports decent? That's what it came down to. It's more fun that way. So it was more fun. I got to play multiple sports. And, like, Valley, it's kind of cool because at halftime when I was playing, it was kind of like, you know, we were down my freshman year. We were, like, 2-7. and seven. And then the next year, we were, we went, like, like 5-6, and six, went to the second round of the playoffs. Or 5-7, five, five and seven, went second round of the playoffs. Then the next year, we were a little bit better. And then my senior year, it was, like, it was building into a better team. And so it was, like, guys played there, like, 30, 40 years before me, I'm running off the field at halftime and slapping me on the butt and say, hey, keep going. Or if I was having a bad game, it's like, hey, pick it up. And it's like total Friday night lights, like yep. small school, small town, everyone goes to the games. So that's I was super happy I played there. What's the what's the like moment in your At Valley? Yeah. Like your football playing career. Like, like what is like if I have one moment. Yeah. Um so we were Division 10. Division 10? Yeah. I think we were Division 10. or Yeah, we were Division 10 when I played. So we are pretty low. Yeah. Division 10 of 15, for those of you who don't <laughs> know about high school football. So we're, we're pretty low up on the list. Um, Mayfair was Division 3, and we hadn't be- beaten them in 21 years. Until was this your senior, senior year game? Yeah. So... We are going down the first drive of the the first drive of the game. We scored two touchdowns that got called back, one for a holding and then one for a terrible offensive pass interference call. But I was like, we might actually have a shot at this. Going into the game, I'm like, dude, I just don't want to get hurt. <laughs> oh, man. Like these kids were way yeah. bigger than us, way stronger than us. So we ended up going down, and you know, it's seven seven going into the fourth quarter, and there's like there's probably two minutes left. We have the ball. And they rolled to a sky coverage, which means the they're, they're playing two high safeties. Mm-hmm. The safety on the left side of the field rolled down to play the flat, and the corner drops deep, and then the opposite safety rolls to cover the middle of the field. So it had been talked about. I saw it. You know, my receiver was open already during the game, and yeah. so I was like, oh, shoot, I'm going to come back to this. So they called the play. We're marching down the field. I have, like, a couple – Big throws right on the sideline. We couldn't run very well against them because they were just a lot bigger than us. But we yeah. could throw because we had athletes. Yeah. So threw a pass uh, right on the sideline. Got us 15, 20 yards. Threw another one. Got 5, 10 yards. And then we're going, and I see them come in that coverage. The coach calls it. And what it was is the outside, we had a five-yard hitch, and the inside guy's running a seam. So the safety rolls, and he just has to beat the linebacker. 
Well, he beats a linebacker, but the safety's coming over back late, and I threw a back shoulder right on his back shoulder. He catches it, spins off the safety, and runs for like a 60-yard touchdown. And that was like, I think I almost beat him to the end zone. (laughs) I was just crazy. I was going crazy. I was there at that game, and it was pretty pretty fun. Yeah, that's right. You're in our yearbook. You yeah. came down for the picture. Well, I was on the field before that even. I was over, like, in the corner yeah. standing, and um, we just pretty much won the field every time you guys played. Um, but the, this was different. This was, like, kids coming out of the stands, yeah, like, running No, the like, field. everyone rushed the field <laughs> after that game, and all the seniors got together for this big picture, and just me and my, like, three friends who yeah. did not go to Valley were in that picture, too, with them. Funny. This is just... That whole description, though, is just my favorite thing about quarterbacks. Yeah. Just that 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 is an innate. I mean, I will. I will never. Innate, I'll never forget it. Just the details of everything that just you can just recite it and. The safety had long, flowy blonde hair. Had glasses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He had glasses. I, for those people that think athletes are just dumb jocks. No, it's quarterbacks <clears throat> are some of the smartest people you will ever like, meet. Like school-wise, yeah. Not not my thing, <laughs> not my thing. But like going and, and then there's like other things during the season of like, you know, possibility of winning CIF. Yeah. And then my my senior year, well that that first round of the playoffs, going into the playoffs, I didn't play past a half in league because you guys were just winning by something. It, it was just it was insane. We had just had such a good team. Like at halftime, my helmet's off and I'm calling signals to the backup quarterback. Yeah. So we go first round of CIF, and this team's number one in the division. Well, they were preseason number one in our division, and we're like, they're like six, we're eight, or something like that going into playoffs. And the final score is 77 to, to 52. I, we, it was insane. Yeah. It was crazy. I had, you know, I, I think I threw for like 140 yards. Didn't have to throw very much because all we did was run. Yeah. Threw for 140 yards, touchdown, and. Ran one in, so it was like, then we're going in the next week, and then everyone gets hurt, and so it goes from us win. If we win, we win that game. We win CIF. Yeah. The next game, the the team we were playing won like eighty two to fifteen their first CIF oh, game in CIF playoffs. Eighty two to fifteen, and you know, like six of our six key starters get injured. We can't play that game, so it's like. You go from that, and yeah, then you go so all the way down, and then the year after I graduate, they win CIF. Yeah. yeah. So it was, and it was fun. I loved it. So it was, and then, yeah, I played. There's a couple games. I mean, Curtis Weaver right now is a defensive end for, um, uh, where's he at? Boise State. He's projected 23rd overall pick in the next year's draft, and he played at St. Anthony when we played him, and. There's, there's like, that's another key moment is, like, we weren't supposed to win that game either, and we ended up losing 17-14. No. S- yeah, 17-14. We lost. So one of the one of the plays, there's another kid committed to Cal, and I drug him into the end zone, and I'm screaming, like, Cal who? Cal who? <laughs> and I, it's one of those plays where it's, like, he's, he's holding, he's trying to pull you back, and yeah. I dive for the pylon, and it's just one of those, like, Everything slows down. You're like, dude, I'm going to get in. Dude, I'm yep. going to get in. And I have a cool picture. that We had a lady taking pictures, and I got my hands up for a touchdown right as the ref is too. And there's just like a whole pile of people, and I'm sitting there like, ah. <laughs> but Curtis That's Weaver ended up stopping us on the uh, on the two-yard line. We went for a uh, fake field goal for a touchdown to win the game and didn't get it. That's another one of those like 
oh man, like this kid's 23rd in the draft and yeah, I played against. Insane. That's crazy. Like, I don't know. It was kind of fun. High school is good. High school football is 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 unlike anything. I encourage every kid to play high school football. It's different than any other thing that you can get. I mean, we could get into that discussion because where do you suggest kids start? Playing tackle? Yeah. Well, I think I think middle school is a good age to start playing tackle. You know, there's there's some people that start playing before. That's great. There's some people that get hurt before they get to middle school, yeah. and then they never want to play again. So it's tough. You have to know your kid. Yeah. But I played flag up until high school. I didn't. I didn't play any tackle. I wish I would have played tackle like in eighth, seventh and eighth grade. But what? What would? Why would that have made a difference? Why well, you just know how to back? hit. And you to know get how to hit, hit pretty much. And you know how to what it feels like to get hit. I got a concussion my freshman year of high school. Because you didn't know how to. Because I mean, well. I we played as a long story, but <laughs> we ended up playing a varsity team against our JV team, Got it. and it was not pretty. Yeah, and so I, nothing really. I wouldn't have been prepared for that, but like just getting into high school, like I had to work from ground one. Yeah, where some of these kids now are I'm seeing come in, like we have a freshman on our team now because I coach at Valley. We have a freshman now that you know he's played Pop Warner. He knows had a hit he knows he doesn't have any catch-up to do he's gonna have to catch up to the sophomores juniors and seniors he's he already knows how to hit and so that's why i think it's good just to play one two years of tackle if you want to play before that if your kid can handle it that's great it's like playing hockey it's you know it's a lot of times a lot of commitments a lot of money yep. you know hockey is significantly more money that's but crazy. especially here because you have to travel so yeah far to like and, and that's be but like that's flag is flag's fun yeah you know, flag is fun, especially when you're playing with, like, a bunch of baseball and soccer kids that don't really know <laughs> how to play football. Just go be and athletic. Just yeah. go be athletic. Yeah. yeah. And just, oh, and then you play against them, and you're like, dude, this has no idea what football is. Like, this is good. This is easy for me. Yeah. So, I think, you know, 7th, 8th grade. So, as a coach, yeah. what, so, how long have you been doing that? Well, that's the thing is, I went, so technically... I consider my coaching career started my first year at Long Beach City. Um, The reason why I say that is the first year I spent up in the booth with offensive coordinator. Probably, honestly, hope he listens to this. He probably won't. But (laughs) I think he's probably the best offensive coordinator in California Junior College. Like, the dude's unreal. Year after year, we set records, set numbers. You know, he knows. So, it's like I learned how to... You know, why are you calling this? Why Based off this coverage, why are you calling this? Yeah. Oh, I like this, this, and this. So it's like, okay, now I learned that. And then I learned the whole different side of the game. So then the next year when I got to play, it was like it like light bulbs are going off. Yeah. Oh, I'm doing this because this guy is coming here. Or, you know, in high school, especially the vision we played in, it's like this is you're going to throw it to this guy because this guy's significantly better than everyone else on the field. <laughs> Just get it to him no matter Just what. Just get him the ball. Like, if he's open, if not, come back and throw it to the guy underneath him. Yeah. Like, it's not why. But I learned the why and the and the, the little intricacies of the game that I talk about and at that level. Mm-hmm. And so this is my first year. I had a little knee surgery, so I, I stopped playing. And, you know, last February, March is when they asked me to play, and I had surgery in September. So it was, like, kind of right after I got through with my surgery. And I helped out a little bit last year. Mm-hmm. Um, the coach that they, that was there last year, we just 
it, it wasn't an environment that you could really get into coaching. It was, anyways. That's a that's a long that's yeah, another discussion. But so they, this is my first year. I helped out a little last year. I private train um, one of the kids that go to your um, what do you call it youth, youth group. group. Yeah. So I've done a little bit of private training on the side. Um, this is my first year. It's great. I love it. It's different than than being like a youth group leader because you get to focus on football mm-hmm. as well as saying, hey, how's school going? Yeah. It's like a different avenue for for these things and being passionate about this thing and this that's what I'm the most passionate about. Yep. I get to share that with other kids. Yeah. So I think it, everyone's got like kind of their avenue and this is by far mine. For as far as like mentoring to other yeah. kids. How long do you envision that being a thing? Is that well, something you could turn into a career? I think it's short it? term. Okay. Just trying to be, because trying to be a fireman, it's, I can't, I mean, I'm going to be gone three days a week. So yeah, yeah. I could come out and, and hang out every once in a while, but I think it's been fun for this time that I can do it yep. while I can. I'm going to do it as long as I can until I make that switch and then I'll have to stop. But I think it'll be teaching my son. I would, I never want to be his coach. Yeah. I never want to be my son's coach. But I want to coach. Have at some point. Yeah, I don't have. <laughs> no, I don't have a son now. I don't. Have, I don't have yeah. a son now. But um, teaching, like being his private coach and training him if he wants to play quarterback. You know, hopefully he will. Yeah. Training him how to play quarterback the right way, mm-hmm. or instead of coaching his team. Yeah. Because then it gets into uh, sticky situations all over the place. And yep. You never if know how if good you've you're, ever been on a team with yep. a coach and, and, and some and sometimes the coach's kid's the best player on the field and sometimes he's not yeah so i i just don't even want to have to deal with that yeah so i think i think i said short term one two years three years maybe that, that makes sense it'd be fun to coach longer but just going into different career opportunities i don't see yeah. that as being my career so you do see firefighting yep when when did you know that's what you wanted to do? How did that develop? Well, Where are you in the path right now? It was when I was in high school, I wanted to be like, I want, first thing I wanted to be was a chiropractor or like a mm. sports medicine doctor. And then someone told me it's eight years of school and I'm not a school guy. So I said, <laughs> nope, not Thanks. doing that. Not doing that. That's You could take that. That's cool. Um, and the next thing I wanted to do was be a um, – like an agent, like a sports agent mm-hmm. or work for an agency office mm-hmm. or work in the front office for the angels or work for, you know, something close to home where I could like be involved in sports. Yeah. But I, it just wasn't like, and then I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to sit at a desk all day and do paperwork. And so, you know, I started getting into like other career possibilities and we have a lot of family friends that are firemen. And so I was like, dude, this is a pretty sweet career. Like, and I've been on it for three or four years now, and it's been like... So what does that process look like for you? How far are you in it? How far do um, you have to go? It also, it always, de- it depends on the person. Okay. You know, some people are in it for six, seven years trying to get hired, and some people are in it for... Oh, that's fine. Where are you three at? Three or four. I don't care oh. about them. I care about you. <laughs> so um, I've applied for a couple departments, but, you know, I'm still young, and so they're they're taking mm-hmm. guys that are 24, 25, not yeah. kids that are 21. Um, I have my EMT license, so after the football season, I'm going to start working with that. 
and getting into that, um, trying to get into different avenues. Um, I meet with a couple battalion chiefs that, you know, have really helped me steer me in the right direction on what I need to do. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping, and this is always a hope, but like I said, by 24, 25, have a, have a job. That's, that's kind of where I'm at. Now, would you see yourself as like the guy who goes in the fires or an engineer or how would you, or what would you want? Oh, I think it'd be sweet to go fight a fire. I think, I mean, it's dangerous and scary and it's hot, but (laughs) at the same time, it's like, I'm kind of a pyromaniac, (laughs) self-proclaimed, you know, pyromaniac. I love fire. Yeah. And I've always liked fire when I was a kid. I used to draw my name in gasoline and light it on fire out in the desert. But I don't know. We'll see. It's it's always you can always say that stuff, and then when you yeah. get in the situation, yeah. sometimes it changes. So I think I see myself being one of the guys that goes in there and fighting right now, at least. Yeah. But like I said, it might change when you you know you get scared one time, and then yeah. hey, that's it. You know. So. It is pretty crazy. And it's good that you have your EMT stuff already, right? Yeah. Because that's a huge thing that slows down a lot of people in the process because they don't have it's, that. I mean, it's tough, too. Mm-hmm. It, it was it – was, that's the hardest thing I've ever studied for in my life was EMT because it actually matters. Yeah. You know? I don't care about this English essay I have <laughs> to write. For, for all you younger guys listening, like, yeah. don't don't listen to this advice. But it was always like – now I'm doing something that I actually want to do. Yeah. I don't want to write an English essay. But now I want to study, like, why is this person going to die? Like, what 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 is this person presenting with? And what are they – it's like being a medical detective. But paramedics, the ne- like, kind of the next step, and that's way more intense than EMT. Mm-hmm. So it's like there's always those little levels. If yeah. you're not doing something, there's next there's something else to do. And there's always something else to do. So yeah. you, you say that educational thing, but like legitimately, and this is a much longer conversation, but I just in the moment, I think it's really important for young people to recognize yeah. where they're passionate, 100%. where they're skilled, where their talent is yep. and pursue those and everything else you don't have to be passionate about. Like no. your, your math and English and science and all those skills don't all need it's to be good. equal. They no. don't all need to be there. No, absolutely it's not. okay to learn. Like I, I don't really care about this thing so i'm going to do what i need to do and yeah. move on but the stuff exactly. i do care about i'm gonna fully invest in and like i think that's huge and yeah. i think kids aren't told that a lot i think no, it's like, I oh don't. your math scores are low you need to bring your you math scores to get up. your math score up and or like, just be good enough to so that you can go on and do what you want to do as long as you're good enough to get passed through kind of all those i mean yeah i should always strive for greatness and you should always be the best at everything yeah. that you do but you're not. You can't do everything. Just because yeah. you try to be the best at everything you do doesn't mean that you are the best at everything you do. Yeah. So I think that that's important, like you said, to find what you want to do and what you're passionate about, what you're good at, and yeah. stick in that lane. I think that's sage advice that yeah. younger people should hear. Oh, and, 100%. And the parents that we have that listen to this. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're listening to people if who have recently been If your kid's not good at math, it. it's all right. If your yeah. kid's not good <laughs> at okay. science, it's okay. Like, they Just should still work hard, but don't make as it long feel as like they're, the end As of the long world. as they're not bad at everything, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then you got another issue. Make sure they got a skill somewhere. Push them push them <laughs> in that. Yeah, make sure there's something they can do. Um, so let's let's go back life stuff. What yeah. What was life like growing up? What does your family look like? What is... 
Yeah. What does that look like? Uh, so I grew up here at Los Altos. Yeah. Um, like I said, Josh will be on this podcast at some point, but we grew up in the same nursery together. Um, went to kindergarten. So he was Jake. Um, you know, we've known each other for a pretty long time. So it's, you know, grew up in the church, grew yep. up in that preschool, kindergarten, all the way up to sixth grade and was here. Um, seventh grade, I moved to Valley. Um, towards the end of the seventh grade is when I lost my dad. It's another connection I have with Jake. Mm-hmm. We both lost our dads kind of at a young time and Jake was six years before I was. And so we, uh, you know, we have a different connection based off of that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, you, you always gravitate to people that even if you don't know about their past, you kind of have that little connection with yep. them. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was a tough time going through that. I mean, it's never easy, especially being, you know, 11, 12 years old. You know, it's not it's not fun. It's not easy. It's a hard age to not have a dad. Yeah, and so it was, it was tough growing up. It was like he was the one that pushed me in sports. You know, we're outside every single day throwing. We're outside every day hitting wiffle balls. Like, yeah. that's, the, that's the person that pushed me to be the like dirt biking like for example it was like he's he's pushing me to go up this hill that i definitely can't go up (laughs) but i'm getting pushed to do it so i'm gonna do it yeah and then i'm gonna be really good at riding from then on because i can handle this Mm -hmm. so it was it was tough losing that aspect of it um and it was just like like i said it was just like it was a tough time to transition from being now 13 you know 12 13 to Okay, now I got to be the man of the house, mm-hmm. and I don't have any brothers. It's just me, my sister, and my mom. Mm-hmm. So it was like, now I got to be the one to push myself, and it was always tough. And I probably didn't push myself as hard as I could have. Mm-hmm. You did, know, did someone you, else pushing. Did you also have a sense of that? I mean, you were younger. Uh, it, what did that? It not when I was like young, but once I got into like my teenage years, get I that age. Felt, you kind of yeah. feel like. Oh, like this is my responsibility in a way now, and I, like my mom was very good at being a mom and a dad at the same time, mm-hmm. but at the same time I still missed out on a lot of things. But I also gravitated towards my friends' dads who taught me a lot. Yep, exactly. And like my like Cameron Colleen's dad was huge in my life for a long time, and like people like that were they kind of they don't necessarily teach you as much as you want. But they are there to kind of give you like the fundamentals, and you're like, Just you know what, enough. I can take it now. Yeah. Where I know what to do now. So it did affect me a lot when I was like, probably between like 11 to now, where it's like I am the man pretty much, where it's I have to do you have to these kind of things. Stuff. Yeah. And I think it's also cool too, like God always puts those kind of father figures in mm-hmm. your life, whether they're, you know, like from one of my father figures is Mike Stone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. He was, you know, huge in us. He asked me to be in his wedding, all that stuff. And, you know, I, I work out with him still. Like yeah. We go to the gym all the time. And I'm now involved in his, <clears throat> a little bit his son's life. And it's I think God always puts those father figures mm-hmm. kind of in your life. And, you know, growing up is tough. Like you said, it's, you know, everyone's got a dad. Everyone talks yeah. about their dad. And then it's like, well, I don't have that. Yeah. Like but, I like you. But you also get used to it. <laughs> you get to the point too where it's like I kind of feel like I never had a dad, so it's like you once you get to that point, it's like okay, like and I, I always have that mentality like that never that never quit mentality of like, okay, your dad died, all right. Do you was there a point where you like for both of us where yeah where the switch happened where mine was a little bit later, um, 
Definitely. Like I didn't, I didn't go to church cause we, my dad was super involved in the church. And so we came back a couple of times after he passed and it was just kind of weird. Mm-hmm. It was like, you know, everyone looked at you different. Everyone kind of like, you know, and it was just like, man, I don't, I don't want to get reminded of this every time I come to church, yeah. which it's no one's fault. Yeah. And it's just how you, it's just reality of it. And it's how you feel. So, you know, I kind of stepped away from going to church and like, church was in the forefront i went to christian school and we had you know private school yeah. from since from i can walk yep. yeah. but it was it was like he kind of just stepped back from it um and then you know probably ninth grade or so like eight, eighth or ninth grade i stopped you know i was like no one like not to like this sounds bad this is gonna sound bad but it's like no one cares your dad died like they do and they don't yeah it's like you have to like you have to get on top of it and have that never quit mentality of just like, okay, my dad died, so what? Yeah. And get on with my life. Like, God's putting it here for a reason. I gotta learn from it. So it's like I'm not gonna let this beat me. Yeah. You move on and adjust to it. You move much. on and adjust. And Do you, you remember you that happening? Do you remember thinking yeah. that? <clears throat> I can't I don't know when I I've thought it for a lot of years. Yeah thought it for a lot of years i'm like dude just what okay happen yeah move on but it didn't it like fine i finally could have the words to say it probably end of sophomore year junior year high school it's kind of like hey you know what i'm at terms with this yeah you know was there ever did you ever feel the switch in the people around you like when did that happen people i wouldn't say they like no one pushed me to feel that way yeah it's kind of my own feeling um People just sort of forgot. And, I mean, that's that's good. I'd rather someone forget. Yeah. Like, I want you to treat me like normal. Don't treat me different because my dad died. Yeah. Treat me treat me normal like a normal human being. And that was a huge part of the thing that kind of pushed me. So I guess it did kind of push me. Because I wanted to act normal. I didn't want to act yeah. everyone like, oh, every time I see you, oh, how are you doing? Like, don't ask me that. Ask me about the football game. Ask yeah. me Ask me who I think is going to win the World Series. That was going to be my next question is, like, going through that for both of you, like, do you – is there something specifically that people could have done early on to help that maybe think, wasn't happening? I think just that whole thing of, of treat me normal. Some some of my friends did. Some of my friends, it was awkward. They didn't know how to talk to me. Yeah. Right? It's like, oh, this is a kid whose dad died. Like, I don't don't – talk to me like that like yeah. i want you to treat me like i'm your normal friend like nothing ever happened if i have a problem i'll come to you with it okay. don't automatically think i have an issue with it because you're going to create an issue with it yeah you know what i mean you're going to create a feeling is it good is it good to have that conversation because as the friend it would be hard to know yeah unless yeah. i asked you so like would you prefer that that conversation just happened early like it's, ask but or it's tough like, I, it's because that's it's, it's tough because so the, that line the, is, the people that you the the person that it happens to, yeah, right. I've seen kids who lose their parents and then they go all down into drugs, alcohol, and mm-hmm. trying, and, and that's when you need to step in as a friend. Yeah, but it's tough for, for me. I kind of just wanted to brush it off, like, hey, dude, it happened. Yeah, you know, let's let's move on from it. And so as like a friend, it was always like the ones that I had close to me. It was, if you need to talk, I'm here. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, let's not talk about it. And that's what helped me a lot was those friends. And then you always, you're always going to get those people like, oh, you know, I remember when your dad did this. And I'm so sad that he's gone. You're like, well, how do you think I feel? Like, yeah, I'm <laughs> sad he's gone too. Like, like I don't. what do you want me to say to that? Yeah, I mean, so, 
you appreciate yeah. that they you appreciate they're acknowledging you. it and but it sometimes feels forced. Yeah. A lot yeah. of the time it's, it's yeah. Forced, I get that you know a lot I mean? where people go. I feel like they go out of their way, like to like say something. to like change a conversation into that. And I'm like, no, like just have a normal, have conversation. A normal conversation. Like it happened, yes, and like it sucks, yes, but we move on and we yep. Like it happened for a reason. I would always like in my advice to anyone listening who's like dealing with it is let the person come to you. Mm-hmm. Offer your assistance. Show that you're available. Show that I'm available. Hey, you know, I, I, I dealt with it, you know, freshman year of college. One of my good friends from Valley's dad passed away. And, you know, that's like I said, it's a different kind of connection type mm-hmm. of thing. And so, yeah. you know, I, I reach out to him every once in a while. Hey, man, you know, how you doing? Like, if you need to talk about it, I'm here. That's yeah. all I say. That's it. And and so that's different than someone going out of their way to talk about it. Yeah. Let someone else bring it up. That's that's kind of my advice for that whole situation is kind of like, hey, this is what happened. You know, and it's different for people. Like, some people take it harder than others. Yeah. And, and like, even for me, like, my, I wanted to grow up. I'd be as tough and strong as my dad, mm-hmm. as I'm sure you did, too. It's like... It's different for people that, like, grow up with a negative impression of someone and, and a positive expression. Yeah, because, like, both of us, we had very positive yeah. <laughs> ideas of our dads. Like, they yeah. were both great men, and, but, like, there are also some people that are like, oh, you know what? <laughs> kind of glad my dad died. Yeah. You know, it's like, and then there's those people, and you're just like, oh, I don't know how to handle that situation. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, um, yeah, <laughs> about that. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. It, it, was a, it was a tough situation, but, you know, you have that – you can't quit. As mm-hmm. soon as you quit, it's like – you have to find that balance of, you know, trying to learn something from God and then battle the temptation from Satan. And it's it's finding that balance in between of like, yeah, dude, it happened and I'm sad, but I'm not going to let Satan win and, and go down that path and, you know, bury my life in drugs and alcohol because that's just not that I'm going to take it the other way and say, all right, God, what else you got for me? Mm-hmm. Right. How do you get to that <clears throat> point? We'll just jump into the faith. Oh. Sort of, like how... I, I, I don't. I think it's a mindset. That feels thing. like a really thin balancing. Like you could cross that line at any moment. So it's it's what? just the person. I, I think everyone's different, and and I I got to share this in front of you know the whole school, my my uh, senior high school. Mm-hmm. I got to share this with everyone and just kind of. And I talked with you that one time at yep. at um, Lakewood, Christian. Lakewood Christian. So it was, it is a fine line, and it's all dependent on the person. I, it's some people need more influence, positive influence, and some people don't. And I was the type of person that I'm very personal with my feelings and emotions. So I'm going to handle it myself and I don't need anyone else. But there's a lot of people who I need to go to counseling and I need to, to learn how to adapt from this. But I always took it like my, my analogy that I use is like playing poker with God, right? He's the dealer. He deals you your cards. Right, you get the cards that you're dealt in your hand, and that's it. And then mm-hmm. when he goes to put the five cards on the table, the river and the flop, it's like, what do you do? Fold? You gonna fold on the first three cards? Ah, uh, you know, whatever. What if, What if you get, you know, what if you have a straight on the board with the last two cards that get put out there? You don't know. No. So why would you fold ahead of time in life? It's not poker. It's different. You know, life is different. Where something good is gonna come out of it. Or something bad's gonna come out of it, 
but you just can't quit right off the start. And I think a lot of kids quit right off the start. Oh, I need to feel something. I need to feel something. It's like, just take a chill, you know, relax, sit down for a little bit. You know, you don't need to feel something just because you feel numb. Yeah. That's going to make you feel more numb and it's just going to push everything off. So for me, I came to terms with it early, you know, just like, okay, like let's sit down with myself and let me think about this. And the the different thing was, is I didn't do it from a faith-based perspective. So for me, I kind of removed everything just myself. Mm-hmm. I had to come to terms with it myself, not through like, oh, you know, right off the bat, God, this is just a, this is just a test from you. And I was like, you know, I kind of dealt with it myself, and I was like, dude, this sucks. Like, everything, faith, life, everything else aside, like, yeah. how do you, like, you got to deal with yourself first mm-hmm. and come to terms with it yourself, and then you can move on to finding the different avenues of, of like, okay, what kind of lesson I'm going to learn from God? What kind of, what kind of, what can I do to help someone out who's lost a parent or lost a grandpa or, you know, lost someone that's near and dear to their heart or lost a best friend? You know, how can I, now that I was able to do this, how can I ex- express that to other people? So after after that process, what was the first step you remember taking back towards God again? It was honestly just going back to church. Because I, I worked camp, like Jake said, to start off a podcast. Like I worked at camp since I was four months old. Yeah. So it was a weird concept because going to church... Well, I didn't go to church. I only went the camp was the only time like I heard God's word. Yeah. Besides, I mean, you hear it every day in school. But going back to it at camp, it was like I remember leading like some kids to Christ and it was an out of body weird experience because like I didn't necessarily want to say the words that were coming out of my mouth, but they were mm-hmm. coming out of my mouth to lead a kid to Christ. And I wasn't in the place myself yeah. in in my faith that I was that was my forefront of my mind, but it was still coming out of my mouth. And so it was kind of like a surreal experience. And that was like right after freshman year of high school. And then so sophomore year started going to a new church and it was, you know, I love it. I go to sound house down there in Belmont shore and it was just a different atmosphere. Like the pastor lost his dad like 10 years ago. Like, so it's like, it's a different connection and, but, like, that kind of turning surreal moment was, like, after freshman year of high school, going to camp and, like, leading a kid to Christ with words that I didn't really want to come out of my mouth, but they still came out anyway. Mm-hmm. It was kind of weird. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was, like, we, it's weird to explain to people that don't know, Yeah. like, that feeling, but, like, that's that's how it was. And so then it kind of kick-started back into the faith and, like, you know, I already came to terms with, hey, this is a test. Mm-hmm. Right. This this is a this is a test. How am I going to handle it? And then it was okay. Maybe God wants me to do certain things in my direction. You know, in that in that way. Do you think so? You've used that phrase a couple times. That this is a test part. Who? Where was the test coming from? Like it, it's easy for mm-hmm. people to be like, oh, God was testing you. Like, do you think God was testing you, or do you? I like, think this is. The, yeah. No, I know what you're saying. It's 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 confusing. Yeah. It's confusing to understand if you're listening, if this is a test from God to keep going, or if it's a test from Satan to say, hey, come down this path. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of hard to hear those two voices because they sound similar. Yeah. As we all know, it's it's hard, that fine line between, you know, a temptation and, and something that's good. 
And so it's just, it's, it's one of those things that's, it's difficult, you know? And so for me, I think I was being tested. Hey, I mean, God said, Hey, this is what's going to happen to you. How are you going to bounce back? That's how I took it. I didn't take it as, you know, Satan trying to pull me down. Like, I'm going to take your dad away from you. And then you're going to, you know, you're going to have to battle hard to stay off the, you know, drugs and alcohol. And it's, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to take this as God saying, hey, I'm going to, this is going to happen. And I want to see the type of person you become after it. Hmm. And so that's how I took it. And so some people might be different. Like I said, everyone's kind of got a different experience. But for me, it was just like, I mean, it, it comes from like a sports mindset. Yeah. Like it comes from like a coach. Like, hey, this happened. I want to see the player you become after it. You throw three picks in a game. You have you lose the game for the team. Like it's the same analogy of how are you going to bounce back next week? Mm-hmm. You still got a team. You still got a game next week. How are you going to bounce back? Yeah. You still got life to do. How are you going to bounce back from this? So that's kind of how I took it. So what, what was your faith like before that happened? Like, was Honestly, there... it was it was good. Like, it it was it was good. Like I like I said, I grew up. I became a Christian when I was five. Um, here at Los Altos yeah. in kindergarten it was a pretty cool. A little demonstration of like. It was a jack-o'-lantern. It was on Halloween, which was great. <laughs> it was awesome because it's like the day when all like the ghosts and yeah. demons are out. Like on Halloween in kindergarten, my kindergarten teacher had a pumpkin that was carved out, and she said, this is what your life is like with, without God, and it was a dark room. She turned off every light, closed all the blinds, and then she lit the candle, and she goes, this is what it's like when you have God in your heart. Boom, lit it up. I'm like, Pfft. I want that. I remember that's that. That's sweet. You remember that? <laughs> yeah. That's it's a it's a huge it's it was a cool little dynamic and it was like I can see that at five years old, like that's what I want my life to be like. And so like yeah, growing up it was you, church every Sunday. You understood, understood what everything. That meant. Everything. That's incredible. Just based off of that little analogy. And it was like, dude, I'm five years old and I'm a Christian. Like this is pretty cool. Like, I get this now. Yeah. Like, I got it. I understood it fully in depth, everything of, like, what it meant. Like, you sing that, was that, I'm going to let it shine. Oh, yeah. You know, this song? Little yeah. This little light of mine. Yeah. Right? We sang that song after we listened. I'm like, yeah. Oh, is that real? It all makes sense now. <laughs> this all <laughs> makes like, sense. Oh, that's what they're talking about. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it was like private school going all the way. Yeah. Um, so, like, you learn different values of faith. And, I mean, I was still only. 13, yeah. 12, 13. So it's like, how well does anyone know their faith? I mean, well, that's 13? exactly. That's, that's so like, part of what I like asking is where. No, it was, I mean, it was, I was all, I was all in, mm-hmm. you know, after it happened, I kind of, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't like I turned off my faith, yeah. but it was kind of just like, I'm just going to kind of figure myself out first. And it was then, on a back burner. It's like on a, on a back burner. It's still there. Yeah. I'm still Christian. You know, just because I didn't go to church doesn't mean I'm not a Christian. But it was... Another important statement. Another important statement. Yeah. It was... It was just because I didn't go to church, it was like... It was kind of like, hey, one of those things, like, hey, God, like, this kind of rocked my world a little bit. I'm going to need to take a step back. Yeah. Let, let me figure out what I am first, and then I'll come back to everything else. And so... That's when I started, like I said, sophomore, you're going back to church when that church started and finding myself again. And I found that it became stronger Mm -hmm. and to where like, I don't like everyone's got their opinions, 
and people's opinions, if they're like, oh, how can you be a Christian, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, well, like, I know what I believe. Like, yeah. I know I'm strong in my belief through things that have happened to me. Yeah. So if you don't believe that, hey, that's, you can believe whatever you want to believe, but this is what I believe. Yeah. And so that's when it kind of became, I would say, a little bit stronger. But it's it's always been strong, but I think it, it like I said, it's that test. Mm-hmm. And I came back to God, and I didn't go that other way. And so I kind of think that that's what kind of gave me more strength. So kind of on that note, um, what is it? Usually I end with this, but this seems inappropriate. Yeah. What What is it about the totality of your life experience, the totality of your relationship and knowledge of God? How do you know that God is real, that the truth that we yeah. know of the Bible, how do you, how does Jesse know that in Jesse's life, God for sure exists, is yeah. active? I think, I mean, unless you're blind, and even if you are blind, like everything around us, like it's it's kind of like that uh, that that teleological argument of of a creator, right? So like the the analogy is that was a big word teleological. Yeah, look it up. I don't know we what took, that is. We took a um, apologetics class at Valley, right. and so the the argument basically says that there is a you know native wherever native African, native American, native South American mm-hmm. that grows up has no outside human contact and there's they're on a beach and there's a shipwreck on the beach and what's something that washes ashore is a clock so they pick up the clock and they understand that that this doesn't happen naturally in nature that it has to have a creator hmm. and so that's what i think of when i look at like a tree hmm. like that just can't happen it's got to have like all the vines all the stems all like the the water coming up from the roots into the very top top of a 200 foot tree that doesn't just happen. It's got to yeah. have a creator design a purpose. So that's one of the ones that's big for me um, is to see like the design in things and like even our bodies. Yeah. Like we have six feet of intestines in our inside of my six foot frame yeah. and really inside of a three foot area. And how how all that stuff works, it, you you it doesn't just happen. It has to be designed to happen. Mm-hmm. And so that's what a big one for me is. Yeah. Another one was just kind of personal experience. Like like I said, when I felt those words coming out of my mouth that I didn't necessarily want to talk about at the time. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of just a, hey, this is, you know, I, I feel like I'm not saying this, but it's coming out of my mouth. And in finding myself when I was in like the, the probably like the darkest time. It was like when I started going back to church, you could see just like my whole kind of demeanor changed a little bit. And it was like, this is what I'm supposed to do, yeah. you know? So that's what, I mean, that's where my I, personal belief and then seeing everything's got a design and, and yeah. a maker. And the whole thing of you can't, like a tree doesn't think. Yeah. Right? Yeah. A tree doesn't think. It was designed not to think. It was designed without a brain. Yeah. Like a tree doesn't make another tree think. So you have to have a conscious being to make a conscious being. Hmm. So we are designed for a purpose from someone that has design and purpose. I like that. That's great. So that's, I mean, that's that's what I think. Uh, everyone's yeah, everyone's yeah, got their own that's things. That's why I love asking that question because I've asked that question to all 
five people we've had in here now, and they've been five completely different, different answers. Different answers. Yeah. You can ask a million people, you get a million different answers. Like that's, yeah. It's a personalized answer. That's the great. That's one of my favorite things about God is we all do have a different relationship with God. Every, everything's so, you know everything's different. Yeah. yeah. But there's there's those cool little the there's like the cosmological argument of like if the universe goes on forever it had to have a start because something can't go on forever if it never had a start. So that's one that's another one. Yeah. The conscious being one, the design. There's a couple other little cool ones that that are in part of that apologetics. Yeah. That kind of was just like, oh yeah, it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Agreed. You got you got anything? Um I'm gonna go back to one of the or back to what we were talking about with our dad, like losing yeah. dads and stuff. Um, a big thing for me growing up, kind of in my younger years, I struggled with more of a jealousy of kind of like I didn't have that guy. That, like I would see my friends play catch with them, like yeah. their dads and stuff, and I'd be like, oh, I mean, I can't do that. So yeah. Like that. Did you ever have like instances where you felt kind of in a way like just kind of like in a way you were robbed from something? No, I, I definitely think like. For me, it's like my sports career. Mm-hmm. Like, how good could I have been if I had that person pushing? Like, mm-hmm. and my like my mom, bless her heart, had enough on her plate going on to where she's not going to be outside playing catch with me every day, pushing me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like she she did the best she could. Like yeah. you said, your mom plays the best roles of of being a dad and being a mom at the same time. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I always think like, man, how could how good could I have been? Like I'm. I went from hitting wiffle balls every single day in the front yard and playing catch every single day in the front yard to now sitting on my butt, mm-hmm. you know, and trying to teach myself how to do things on my own. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't say necessarily the, the jealousy came in. I just kind of was like, you know what? It kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. Like these kids' dads are making them better, and I'm here trying to make myself better. Yeah. Like it's different when you have someone else to push you along in those things, and that's where I felt kind of a, robbed. Mm-hmm. But it was, I mean, I don't know how you feel, but I wouldn't go back and change anything. Well, yeah, no, I I believe that it happened for a reason, and it I learned a lot from it. A, and a ton. I'm ready to go and help other people as I go through it, too. That's what my big thing is, like, I can now talk to someone that yeah. needs Have to be talked to. Have a conversation, yeah. Yeah, um, I got a few other ones kind yeah. of on that kind of same subject is... Do you ever get the feeling when people are like, "Oh, I know how you feel," when they are like, "I lost my, oh my grandpa." Oh gosh, it's the worst. <laughs> that's the that's the biggest thing. It's like, no, you don't know how. Yeah, I, feel. I like <laughs> to me like that's one of the, like the biggest like it's kind of like a spin in the face in the way I'm like, okay, yeah, I lost my grandpa too. Like it it affects me, but it's not as effective as you losing literally the person you see every day. Exactly. It's like it's like or like, oh man, I lost my dog two years ago and I was really <laughs> sad and it's like. Dude, it's a dog. Like they <laughs> that die. happens. Like, they they die. You probably have four dogs in your lifetime. I'm gonna yeah. have one dad, and that's it. You're yeah. It's like you know. So yeah, I would say it drove me crazy. Or when the other people would be like so distraught over the parents getting a divorce, mm. I'd just be like, well, at least you still have your parents. <laughs> yeah, like it's like yes, true. okay. And that sounds that's, it's crass, but it's it's bad. And yes, divorce is a terrible thing, and there's a lot of issues that stem from that. And it's and it's you know, it's terrible in its own right, but at the same time, he's they're both still alive. Yeah. You can still go talk to them. It's a really it's a really difficult and important exercise and actually yeah. put yourself in the other person's shoes. Yeah. 
as you are saying this. Like acknowledge, yes, those things are rough. Exactly. When you, when you lose a pet that's been in your life for as long as you can remember, yeah. yes, that's a certain kind of loss. You get a different kind of humor. It's when when you lose when you lose a parent yeah. or you you lose like 100%. A, a friend. No. It's the same thing as like, dude, like you lose your best friend, your best friend dies, mm-hmm. like. That's to me worse than your dad dying hmm. in some aspects. Like that's your best friend, someone you grew up with, someone your own age. It comes with a different You expect your You expect your parent to die at some point. Yeah. You expect your parent to die at some point. But it's like when your best friend dies, it's your same age. Like I had three friends pass away that I played football with at yeah. Long Beach City. Four guys. Four guys in two years. Hmm. Yeah. Like that comes with like a different Yeah, was I the closest with them? No. But it's like you still see someone that you played with, see someone like die, and it's different aspect of it. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, I, I know what you mean. Like, you're like, oh, you don't really know. Yeah. Thank like, oh, you. Thanks. Thank you. And it's always like, I'm. I, it's one of those things where you always like, oh yeah. Like the person. Oh, I appreciate is that. Trying. Thank you. Yeah. Exactly. They're trying to and connect. You have they're to trying see. to be a good person by bringing this up, but it's just like, dude, you like. Don't tell me about your great grandfather dying and how that affected you. Where I'm like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's like, I, I, well, this is a little PG 13 rated right here, but it's like when um, in that episode, uh, when in the Hangover, when he's talking about, oh yeah, it reminds me of my grandpa. He died in World War II. <laughs> he didn't fight, but he had a heart attack during World War II. And it's like you weren't even born yet, like, and you're still trying to tie that together. And it's like, yeah. it's one of those things where it's, it's, yeah, it's it's kind of sometimes it's a slap in the face, but you have to understand people's thoughts and yeah. and emotions behind them saying mm. that. And when someone says that and they actually know how you feel, it's like a different. It, it feels like they're hugging you without hugging you. It's like, hey man, I'm there for you. I know exactly how this goes. Like, it's like whoa. You feel like you're getting hugged from someone that like you, that's not touching you. I don't know. It's kind of a weird thing. But and then I have one more yeah. on that, and um, it's kind of your dad was really big into riding too and stuff. Mm-hmm. So was it hard for you to get back on the bike? So the weirdest thing, the weirdest thing was he died riding, mm-hmm. and that's the bike that I rode for. Like I just bought a new one, but that's the bike that I rode for like the last I don't know however long. It's, six years mm-hmm. five years six years so it's it was weird the first ride mm-hmm. and then when i realized that i could ride his bike the way that he rode his bike and push the bike how he pushed the bike it was like a different i'm like one one with the machine right. yeah it, it so feels it, it was kind of like it's kind of like it was something i was meant to do mm-hmm. like it was sitting i was too it was too big for me when i when he first passed and i was like okay i can't like my mom's not gonna let me ride this thing right yeah. now. It's way too big of a bike for me. And then once I could handle it, and I was like, dude, I'm gonna push this. And it was one of those things where in those first couple of years, when you feel numb and you feel like this sucks, like I don't, I don't feel anything. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I, don't, I don't feel sad. I don't feel mad. I just, but it was one of those things where you could get pretty close to like uh, I, I when I was a kid, I was dramatic, but it was like pretty close to dying, like. Going as fast as you can in the desert, not knowing what's coming up, yeah. Yeah. it was like you f- you felt again, and so it was the first time I really felt again after I lost him was mm-hmm. riding his bike. So it's gonna be a tough one to sell, but it's going up on Craigslist. So if anyone wants to buy a bike for three thousand dollars, <laughs> I'll sell it to you. 
It's got a lot of emotional attachment to it. You might, I don't know if you'd be able to handle it, but I might, I might have to raise the price a little bit. Feel, Do you have to feel some spirit essence? I, I would say, I wonder if you have to like disclaimer this, be like, hey, by the way, by the way, who knows what this bike's gonna do to you? But for me, <laughs> no, but it was, it was good going back, and that's the yeah. thing where those father figures come in. It's like people knew I love to ride, mm-hmm. and so I'd get invited to go on rides. Yeah, like you would go with like the Gloros and stuff. Right? Yeah, I used to go with them all when I was. You know, freshman and sophomore, and then, you know, guys that we rode with forever mm-hmm. since, you know, first ride, it was when I was five on my own bike was with the people I still ride with today. So it's like they kind of stepped in and said, hey, like, we still want you to come on the ride with us. Yeah. Like, we'll work out transportation, everything. You can ride with us, stay in our trailer, all that stuff, which was cool. Mm-hmm. And it, it wasn't feeling like I had to ask to go on the rides. Yeah. Someone wanted to bring yeah, me Yeah, they on. wanted you there. That's like that, that father figure that mm-hmm. comes in and says, hey, should be part of our group. Yeah. You know, in, in my best friend in elementary school, his dad, and it was just him and I would ride. You know, the kid that I was friends with wasn't the best rider and didn't want to ride, like, all the time. Mm-hmm. And for me, I was like, dude, I, I want to go fast. Mm-hmm. Like Ricky Bobby, like I'm a kid, <laughs> I, I want to go fast. So it was like I got to ride with someone who was better than me, and then watch myself get to the same level, mm-hmm. and then pass start passing up some of those guys because they came around to help me out. So it was kind of it's cool. It was cool ri- riding again. Yeah. I still love it, of course. And I, and the thing was, they see didn't crash. Yeah, you know, it was just. Those of you who don't know, it's a sudden heart attack. So he died instantly. So it was, it was one of those things where it's like, I don't feel bad because he crashed, and I saw my dad crash, and then he died because yeah. he crashed the motorcycle. It's mm-hmm. like I didn't even see it happen. And that's one of the other reasons, like talked about being a fireman. It's mm-hmm. like, like two guys working on him right away were both off-duty firemen. So it was, that has an aspect of it mm-hmm. too, where it's like everything comes together. All right. I think closing, my own closing thought. Closing thoughts. Um, a repeated idea that's happened in this whole conversation is how important it is to know, to invest, to mm-hmm. be in tune with the people around us. Yeah. Because like, when you go through something like that, you mm-hmm. need the people around. The people around you need to know who you are. They need to know your personality. Yeah. They need to know. They need to know those things in order to best serve you, in order yeah. to best be there for you. The people who are just like kind of on the outskirts like aren't going to do that as no. well. When, I mean, you have the family that invites you out again because they know you. They've been yep. through parts of life with you, so they know how like this is a way that we're going to be able to help. Um, I just think that's so critical and doesn't happen nearly – no. As much as it should. Like, communities are so small. Yeah. People are so individualized and self-sustaining. Yeah. And you you need people around you that love you, that know you. Yeah. That can help build you up or be but there at least at for the, you. At the right same way. time, I think that you need to figure yourself out first. Mm. Like, figure yourself out and then, you know, kind of reach out to those people around you. Or have them reach out to you. You know, it's it's one of those things where if I didn't figure myself out first, I probably would have been messed up. Like, I never went to therapy for it because I came to terms with it on my own. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying therapy's bad. It's no. everyone's it's different. Everyone's got their thing. And, and for me, it was kind of 
once you come to terms with it on your own, that's when you can go out and express it to other people. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about it for the first two years. Like I don't even want to think about it. It, it never happened at all. And then once I sat down and I kind of realized, hey, I'm going to come to terms with this. Now I'm going to go talk. Now I'm going to see how I feel about this and see how I can communicate that to people in my life and bounce ideas off of them. Hey, do you think this? Do you think it was because of this? Yeah. What do you think? I, I, I did this, but then blah, blah, blah. So I think you come to terms with it on your own, and then that's when you can fully, you know, reach out and invest. Yeah. Any other? <laughs> hey, if you guys want to see a great football game, Next Friday, <laughs> Valley Christian, Cerritos, playing for a league championship. Need everyone we can out there supporting. Tickets are like six bucks, seven bucks, something, yep. something like ten, maybe ten bucks. They're cheap. I'll be you there. Come and watch a great football game. I'm, put, I'm putting us on blast right now, trying, <laughs> trying to get some people there. Yep. Go defenders. Go defenders. <laughs> I know that's a, that's another podcast topic right there. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Definitely can. All right. Thanks for Man, having me we, on. We got to Thank like you for the two-hour mark again. Oh, yikes. We're getting good at that. That's probably just going to be the average. Hey, you know hey I'm, I am totally fine with that. Yeah. So, again, we're all on social media. I'm at jbomber42. Uh, Jake underscore Mathis. J. Robert Smith. Thank you. Uh, Jesse Robert Smith. Yeah. <laughs> Jesse Robert Smith. Yeah. Follow the podcast, Twitter, Instagram, from Bob's office. Yep. We are still in Bob's office. We haven't gone big time on him yet. We're going to keep being in here. Still looking for sponsorships. We've had a couple people reach out with interest. So Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah. It's it's a possibility. It's a possibility. No free ads, though. We can't talk about it get yet. Get a couple tall, yeah. yeah. Their names will not be said until we actually have some cash in our hands. Mm-hmm. Um, but they know who they are. Um, but yeah. if you have other people that, you know, if you want to be a contributor and want your name on and want us to say some stuff on your behalf or you have a company that you want some advertising to our 30 listeners or whatever. Yep. Hey, we're about it. We're about it. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. I'm sure I'll be on another Thanks time for, down the road. We will take it as personal attacks if you not come <laughs> Oh, back. yeah. I'll come back. Come back with Josh. All right. So until next Tuesday when we think we're having Jason Dunn on, that's our plan. It might surprise <laughs> if something else happens, but that's the plan. Um, but yeah, stay tuned for next Tuesday. I'm Jacob Bomber. I'm Jake Mathis. I'm Jesse Smith. Have a great weekend.